XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony channel. The Ron and Fez show starts right now. Shit. I know she's barren with all that starving bullshit. And the dust storms. And we running out of french fries and burrito coverings. Yeah. But I got a solution. That's what you said last time, dipshit. I got a solution. You're a dick. South Carolina, what's up? <laughs> That's what I thought. Now, I understand everyone's shit's emotional right now. But listen up. I got a three-point plan to fix everything. Number one, we got this guy not sure. Number two, he's got a higher IQ than any man alive. And number three, he's gonna fix everything. I give you my word as president.
Let's get down to it, Bopper. Our buddies. It's the Ron and Fez show. Chris Stanley gets us started with a little bit of Radiohead. Uh, which, of course, he is a. Uh, major, major. Uh, up. You know, that was the song I saw them do at Saturday Night Live. Fuck. Oh, that matters to you? Yeah. Like, I wish I would have got to do it <laughs> yeah, at Saturday like, Night Live. Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Radiohead? Of course. Yeah, it was, you know how they only just have those couple, like, little seats like yeah. that on the floor that I'm just standing, and they did that. It was the best part of it. What's the name of that song? People were actually National like, Anthem. That is the National Anthem. Now, does that, not ours, it's got to be from a different country. Uh, it's the Radiohead Nation. Um, let's uh, get this started. We just finished up and unmasked with Ken Marino from the state. Lovely man. Oh, hell yeah. And Mark Zito plays a large role, first time ever, in an unmasked uh, Mark Zito's name comes up. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, Ronnie, you know as well as I do, anyone who tells you they're going to quit drinking or doing drugs or quit any other bad habit at some point in the future is never going to do it. And if you guys have some big announcement you're going to come out with on Friday, you're going to make some big changes, you might as well just do it right now. Well, Mike, at the time that I decide, hey, I want me and Mike to plan some things out, I'll give you a call. So as far as like me and you knowing the same things, no, we know nothing uh, of the I, same I'm, things. I'm, I have I'm, no I'm, idea who you are. I couldn't I'm, pick you up. Uh, I couldn't pick you out of a lineup, and I've never once thought to myself, "Hey, something's going on with either me or a member of my team," and I want Mike in on this. Where's Mike? Uh, Zeitz, give me a chance to talk to Mike, and then I'll get back to you about the decision. Right now, Mike and I need to have a head session. Mike and I are going to sit down, draw a line down the middle of a notebook. All right. Pros on one side, cons on the other. I don't fucking do things without Mike being in on it. Can I get in this, on this Ron Mike situation? or Now, you're saying people who say they're going to do things and then don't do it. I will tell you this. Today starts Lent. That's right. I will not be lighting a cigar during Lent. Chris Stanley, what is your Lent? I'm going no drinking, but this is the first year I really don't feel confident at all. First of all, I think I'm going to break. You shouldn't feel confident because you're at the point right now that if you stop drinking, it could kill you. Oh, your Jesus. body is going to react. I don't want to go into shock. I like being, you know, stable. Now, I know that you didn't. Uh, Pay attention a lot to your catechism growing up. No, not at all. So you actually. probably don't know this. Yeah. But break your Lent and you doom your parents' souls. What? What's that have to do with me? With my, my decision? This is how we're all interconnected. Fuck. It's a general interconnection. I should have paid attention. Are you going for ashes after the show today? 
Maybe. I, I got to find a church. Is that what they call drugs? Yeah, this is called St. Patrick's. It's the most famous Catholic church in America, and it's 400 feet from here. Tough to find one in this town. It's St. Patrick's in Long Island City as well. Yeah. Well, the problem with that yeah. is a lot of those people will make you sit through a mass before you get your ashes. They franchise Where at St. Patrick's, you just basically go get in the same line that if you were getting on an airplane. Oh, nice. Now, I understand that we ran something today, and that's why people are all talking about the Friday announcement. Yes. yes. Is this the first time that it ran? It should have been running this morning, yeah. Today was the beginning of that. Yes. Uh, can I take a listen to whatever... We haven't ran it before. No. Why? Now, when did it get cut? We cut on Friday. Okay, because I remember even last week saying there was going to be an announcement uh, on that date. And then people are just now just buzzing. And I got Mike going, just fucking do it now. Forget what the promo says. Ronnie B, you know me. It's Mike from D.C. Oh, that what? You know how I roll. I guess. I mean, you're from D.C., right? So That's the district. That's what we call it down there. You know how like, you say you're going into the city? Mm -hmm. You live down there. I'm going into the district. All right, no doubt. All right, can I listen to the promo? Hey, it's Ron Bennington from the Ron and Fez Show. All right, first of all, Friday. All right, let's stop that. Why would we run that during our show instead of... It was running in the spot blocks before we came I on. I see. I see. So normally this is supposed to run during any of the ONA stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. All right, so yeah, we don't run that during us. <laughs> now, I will tell you this about the promo. Fez and I were supposed to do that promo together, and he couldn't make it through. Oh. He couldn't do it. So, and I hope this is okay with Mike. First time ever I said, I'll be live, Reed Boy. I will be live, Reed Boy. You should talk to Mike first. <laughs> and a great nickname for me could be Live Reed. LR. Hmm. <laughs> you didn't like say that. Live Reed out in the thing, though. I don't say Live Reed out. That's not mine. That belongs to Fed. It's a different well, how style, do I know when you're done with the Live Reed? I stop. Oh. Well, I guess that's a... You will always know that I'm done when I don't continue. That'll be the... All right. The boss way that it happens. We've got a gigantic weekend plan this weekend. It's NBA weekend, mm -hmm. which to me, out of all the all-star games uh, and all the fun festivities around it, nothing beats NBA stuff. It's fun as fuck. I like the three points. I like slam dunk, even though slam dunk gets worse every year. Well, I like the gimmicks they bring out, cars and children. That's always fun. I'm going to jump over this baby. and it... All right, I could jump over a baby. Can you? But it's a baby in a ring Because I'll, I'll set it up right now if you want to do it. Yeah, I could, do I could definitely jump over a, like a toddler, I think. You were complained about during the entire unmask. That's never happened to me. And, you know, if you want to... Pro do something. Let's break this down. Pro, okay? Professional. Yeah. Deuce to shit. Professional shit. That's what happens when you produce. Hey, does Mike feel this way too? I haven't talked to him about it, but I feel like I'm at the point where I can speak for Mike. Okay. Now, it's moving fast. Uh, we've got all that. 
Then we've got Independent Film Awards, and we've got the Oscars. Big time. This gives me a busy weekend. It ain't gonna stop. Yeah, you got forty-eight hours. And this. I'm going to be. I'm gonna, if I'm even on the move. I gotta be like one of those commercials where I'm watching shit on my phone. All right, break out like maybe an iPad. Like, oh, wow, yeah. it's streaming on Time Warner. Whatever I do, I can play my game whenever I leave. <laughs> I leave the couch and keep playing the same game Angry Birds. while I'm walking down the street. That Angry Birds is so much fun. Right? Uh, Girl Hicks is uh, here today. Yes. And Goodbye Darren is here today, who is also calling himself Goodbye Horses. That's a great fucking nickname. Uh, they've recently become the new It couple. Mm hmm. Of the Ron and Fez world. Blowing up the Twitter sphere. I don't know what Twitter sphere means. It's like a circle of tweets and then shit's exploding. So the tweets are just flying out there. I see. I'm kind of picking up on it. Yeah, it's like a big circle. Well, sphere is more than a circle, isn't it? It's a 3D circle. A 3D circle. <laughs> which could be a great name for our new album, the 3D oh, circle. Fuck yeah. That's some dope ass album art. The album that I want, the name I wanted to call the album, uh, and the I've already heard back from the record company that I can't call it this is "Don't fuck with me, motherfucker." They and fucking nixed that. Yeah, and it's just basically the album cover art is you're looking down a barrel of a gun. Oh shit, that's badass. Um, thanks, and it's probably I guess a little too more too hip hop for well, me. Maybe we could like do it if you release it independently. I don't release things independently. I go full corporate structure. I fucking blow it up. I need to have giant billboards on Sunset and in Times Square. I don't give a shit what happens anywhere else. But those two places, I need giant. And apparently, uh, we live in a society where you can't call something, don't fuck with me, motherfucker, these days. I guess 3D Circle's okay, too. Sounds like the society is fucking with us. Maybe. That radio had something a little bad, huh? Hell yeah, they're going to be a Bonnaroo. Think they're going to do National Anthem? I fucking hope so. You're going to be a Bonnaroo? I don't know if I'm going to make it down there, but I'd like to go, sure. Go with Fez. He's already invited. He's going to go camping oh. with some... Fun folks from Florida. Go to Take my spot in the tent. No, it's your spot. Sell well, he's going to go with you. He's going to ride in your fucking Winnebago down with you. He's going to bring some of his friends. Go to Bonnaroo, Fez. Go to Bonnaroo. Why go. wouldn't you go to Bonnaroo? Go to the Rue. Well, I'm not into music or camping. It's like two really Have you tried bad either? things to me. Have you tried either? No. Oh. Then how do you know you're not into it? If you went into the things that you haven't tried and you're not into, it would at number one in your list would be life. The Beach and Boys number are gonna be there. two would be more life. <laughs> the Beach Boys are there and they're your age. You can stand next to them. Skrillex, they'll be spinning some. Stats. And they wear comfortable shirts. Oh, very. Also, there's like a lot of drugs around. You love drugs too. Well, he likes the kind of drugs that keep your fucking heart open. Oh, whatever those are called. I like the ones that make my heart explode. <laughs> well, I or guess slow if you it down. <laughs> slow it down, then explode, and then back to slow it down. Uh, I want to. You found a little kid on the internet. I just want to hear him talk for a couple minutes. Where he's at. How old do you think this kid is? Um, say seven years old, maybe. I adore this kid. He's the man. And if 
I was to get back in the sitcom world, and I don't think that I'd want to, but if I was, I would be I would be adopting him and moving him into my Upper East Side digs. Fuck yeah. So let's just play a little bit of this kid. He's talking directly to LeBron James. Hey, what's up? My name is Solomon, and uh, I'm from Portland, Oregon. And so I was wondering, LeBron, so see, why won't you play in the dunk contest this year, man? Because... Come on, man. I don't want to see no rookies. So no rookies from Minnesota dunking in. I want to see you. Why don't you go? I want you to go up there and like go smash the ball from the like half court or something. Jump from the three point line. Like do a between the leg windmill reverse or some whatever LeBron does. It's the NBA where magic happens, not where rookies go, because the all stars are just at the hotel clubbing and drinking and stuff, man. Come on. I want you to go and like, to go, like, don't let my Saturday night go to waste, man. You always tweeting and stuff about like, don't let my Saturday night go to waste and stuff. Well, what about us, man? Don't let my Saturday night go to a waste. Come on, you be, don't be saying if you simply lose, you'll, it'll be a waste of your night. Come on, man, you be dumb against rookies and stuff. You encourage other stuff and stuff. Alright, man, come on. Truth, truth, like, hang out in the hotel with everybody. I know that's fun, but, like, or go dunking and, like, making the whole country start chanting your name. Well, except Ohio, but the rest of the country, all 49 states, be chanting your name. Alright, so think about it. I don't know if it's too late for you to sign up. I'm a couple days away, only a week away, but still, man, come on. For the fans, alright? Peace. I, I adore this kid. Come on, man. And can I tell you something else? Yeah. I, I like the horse sense of this young man. He was right, because I would be chanting LeBron in my house. Now, I'm not from Ohio, so Dude, don't yeah. get fucked up with that. Yeah. I like that he's aware of the clubbing and the partying. Yeah, what are you doing? You're clubbing, you're partying over there. It's, it's, it's fun. It's this fun. is what happens when you get the NBA it. network. When you get the NBA network, you know everything is going on. That kid is so much smarter about life than I was at seven. <laughs> he does have fuck a lot of insight. It's fucking yeah. great. Well, Solomon's the man. Well, he realizes he was, it may be too late to sign up. Here's what I don't understand. Now, if you look, listen to that kid's accent, you would not think he was from Portland. Fuck no. You would think South Side of Chicago, East St. Louis, maybe Brooklyn. Why don't black people fall into the local accent that the white people... Like, when we say Boston accent, we should say, that's a Boston accent, except for black people. Yeah, then that doesn't imply at all. Black people have two accents, urban and country. You either get the fast-talking urban guy, and it could be any city, or you get the real slow country guy. But you don't... They don't have a Philly accent. They don't have a New York accent. No. They just have urban and country. And that kid you would not imagine was from Portland. No, I thought he was from fucking downtown. Because there's nothing Portlandy about that, that young man. Oh, no. He doesn't have any flannel shirts. And on. I'm telling you right now, if he had a show where he was doing basketball analysis, I'd watch it every goddamn day. Look at Solomon's on ESPN, too. Let's go. I like to see him working with Wilbon and get rid of your guy. <laughs> the whiny guy. Um, I don't know. Now I'm thinking maybe I do like Home Run Derby better. It's either, out of all the all-star things, 
I'm going to take home run derby first. But uh, but I do like the basketball night. The dunk contest is so ridiculous. This fucking kid nailed it. It's ridiculously exciting. Yeah, but it's gotten worse over the years. It used to be ridiculously exciting. You're going back a ways. Now cool. you're like, who are these guys? And Because nobody wants to do it. Yeah, but they're still awesome. Some guy dunked like three basketballs at once last year. Some The fact that you say some guy. I mean, it was McVie. He played for the Wizards. That's somebody. This make... young man is right. I don't want to see where rookies go. Yeah, let's fucking see fucking LeBron kill Come on, man. Come on. Come on, LeBron. Don't be fucking racist, yeah, please. Yeah, God damn it. Zito, please. Sounds like? I don't like to hear your fucking racist voice. That's not my racist. You're a raging racist, and you make everyone feel uncomfortable. Good boy. Fez, did you send that $5,000 over and buy the naming rights? No, I have not bought uh, uh, the name What are of you a waiting theater. for? What are you waiting for? Well, I really don't want to spend $5,000 on a theater I haven't even seen. It doesn't matter. Well, then go see it. Go after the show today. Go see it. Now, Zito, you told me you found something about Fez? I did. Uh, I, I unearthed a piece of audio. All right, let me hear it. I would totally want to get my name on something. You know, what, like the Fez Watley Theater at NYU or something like that. So I don't know how big of a hunk that... Huh. At NYU. What? Oh, what are you acting like? Jersey is to be embarrassed oh. about? I don't know what this dinner theater looks like. It isn't a dinner theater. It's a theater. That was from Fez talking about what would happen if he had money. He'd spend up to $2 million, he said. Uh, let me just tell you something. Why do you act like NYU theater is better? Um, I What's the name of the theater there now? I have no idea. Exactly. Here I can save you one point nine 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 point five five <laughs> millions of dollars. He is Mr. Consistency. And he is consistent about saying something different every fucking day. That is consistent. He's consistently inconsistent. Just drop the five G's. What's the big deal? Is uh it's really not that much. It isn't. It's fucking nothing. Get your name it's next to nothing. To get your name on a fucking great theater. They're immortal. That building's And I've already down. told you, I'm in negotiations now with Nick Cage about him coming in. Oh, shit. You could have Nick Cage performing at the Fez And maybe Ken Moreno. Something of his own writing. This is super exciting, as long as we get Fez Watley on a building. Uh, Andrew, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, I live in the next town over. I'm about 10 minutes away from uh, Morristown. I've been to this theater. They just remodeled it last year. They put in air conditioning, so now they can uh, they can have uh, concerts and everything all year round. It's very nice. A lot of nice restaurants, parking, everything. You make it sound fantastic. Shit, parking. I'll take Fred's over anytime you want. All right, he wants to today after the show. All right, let's go, man. Let's go, uh, why don't you just take the train, Fez, to that area, and he'll pick you up at the train track. It's like the epicenter of this town, it sounds like. What town is it? Marstown? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You I know, I call Marstown Little Manhattan. See? That's a great thing. I also call Manhattan Big Marstown. Like, I'll really? say stuff like, I gotta go into Big Marstown. What? If anybody needs me to pick anything up. <laughs> <laughs> or a lot of times I'll be like... I'm getting so sick of the hustle and bustle of Big Morristown. Terry Sexton Studios, Big Morristown. Do me a favor, um, Zito. 
don't fucking feed my guests some crazy fucking giant weird meal that makes them gassy throughout the fucking show. Mr. Thank you. Mr. Marino admitted to me after the taping that he thinks it was the vitamins he took, but yet he shit on me the entire time. Um, nobody believes what you're saying now. No, he's Because a liar. no one believes that anything that gets said off mic, obviously he was going to try to, when you were fucking come over and started making up a lie, he was going to go live for you, with you. But all we can go by is what happened in real life. Um... Steven, you're on the Running Face Show. Yeah, hey, um, I've been offered a promotion at work, trying to decide if I should take it. Can I get Mike's number? Let me tell you something. I don't share Mike with anyone. Mike is in my brain trust. Fuck, can I get in the brain trust? Why would I trust your brain to be in my brain trust? Oh, come on. You got Mike in there. He's from D.C. You know what? I'll drink to that. Why don't we have a drink no, together? No, let's, let's not drink. Are you bringing the beard back? Because it looks like you're even trying to shape it a little bit. No, there's no shaping going on. That's just fucking DNA, baby. That's just <laughs> my fucking... Cum? No, not cum. So that isn't shaped. The That's not shaped. strange 45-degree angle God, that why, you're... Why would, I, why would I shape it? I'm not, I don't I'm, know. I'm not together enough to shape a beard. What do you mean? I would fuck it up and end up just shaving the entire thing. Um, Maria in New Jersey, you're on Manifest. Yeah, hi. I used to live in the Morristown area, and you talk to any working actor or musician in the New York area, and they'll say that's a big venue. Oh. They'll travel from the city to work there. Well, yes, that's the, one of the beautiful things about some of these theaters that are close to the city. They get a lot of terrific names because the people can come back and forth. Uh, where, like, if you would have taken the same theater, put it in the, in the middle of the country then you would be um, stuck getting Don Wells. Yeah, I saw Jim Gaffigan there. All right, so there you have it. Jim Gaffigan Bam. getting a laugh again. That's beautiful. I don't know why we've got to sit around and try to convince Fez. Why? That when he's already stated on the air, the one thing I would love in life is to have theater naming rights. We get it for him. I don't want to do it. Come on. I'm going in the opposite direction. Five large. Um, nice. let's go over to Doug in Morristown. You're on Fez. Fezzy, about a year ago, Jay Moore filled that place up $75 a head. So imagine Jay Moore performing in your theater. How about that? For a fucking change. Then finally, you're top dog. You're no longer bottom dog. T-dog. Doesn't um, the price seem a little stiff? What? $5,000 so is nothing. It's a fucking bargain. It's like two laptops. It's, seriously, that. it's fucking nothing. You couldn't buy fucking ad space in, in a uh, penny saver Hell for no. 5000 Again, your name on a fucking building where people perform shit? Fez Watley uh, Theater. John, you're on the Why? Now we're pulling teeth, and it's something again that won't have a fucking payoff. Beautiful. And it should have had by now. Beautiful. Look at that fucking town. Look at this. Gorgeous. John. A million dollars as always. Hey, as a foodie and you being my mentor, if you get to Morristown, for some reason they have some of the best Indian and Iranian food that you will ever eat in your life. You know, not only that, but I've been over in that area, I ate Arthur's, where you get those giant steaks for almost no money. Unbelievable. Like it's giant free steaks, shit. which uh, a person who has his own table yeah. in the back, oh. 
Oh, is uh, Hair Nation's own Eddie Trunk. Oh, damn. Oh. He could be spotted. Go to Eddie. Arthur's and catch a nice show at the Fez. I love the name the fucking Fez. <laughs> uh, or we could just say, hey, I'm going to Mr. Inconsistencies tonight. What's playing? Oh, by the way, the... The shows will be happening at all different times, so no matter what time you go there, you're wrong. Did you see Obama singing last night? No. This fucking guy's got to stop it. Every time you turn around, he's breaking out the juice harp and he's starting to fucking sing. He was singing off uh, the Blues Brothers, oh. Sweet Home Chicago, last night. It's up on the eye bang. Tim, you're on the run of Fe Tim, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey Ronnie, hey Decker Lips, what's up, Fezzy? Fezzy, go for it. Tony Bennett just played at that place and one of the best steakhouses called Roots Steakhouse is right across the street from it. Roots? That's a fucking chain. I no, no, no. R O O T S. It's not a chain. Oh Roots, like the like roots. the black people in chains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they in fact they have black people in chains serving you. I like Alice. Oh, Bader. I don't I could never eat there. God. I'll have the Kente Kente. No. And the Tartar? Call it Toby. I won't. I won't call it Toby. Look at this Let me man. tell you something. Uh, when Kente Kente broke down and said that his name was Toby, people cried across the whole fucking country at the same time. And a sob that could be heard from sea to shining sea. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm sorry, I gotta take a moment here. Oh, very nice. Very nice, uh, coffee cup. Guy went and made himself a nice eye bang coffee cup. Oh, yeah, enjoy some beverages. In we that should, cup. Yeah, we should be moving those things. Terrible. Um, Paul, Morristown, you're in Fez. Hey, Fezzy, that's a money thing. You know, I saw Brian Regan there last year and he sold the place out. Great show. Uh, I'm willing to throw in 50 bucks to name the great theater in my town after the great Fez Watley. And if 100 more people will do it, it's paid for. So nothing out of pocket, Fezzy. It's really kind of fucking insane. Mr. Inconsistency will... Uh, there's not going to be a payoff to this. But just think of all the cool things we could do. We could have on mass there. We could do the show there. We could hang out there, have parties, oh, sleep there. Uh, just think, if Fez went to Japan, how fucking great. We'd, all the stuff he'd have to talk about. Just think, if he would have went up on the roof last night, he wouldn't have been sending the editor a fucking picture of him standing on the couch. Okay, uh, that saying, was the roof. I don't know what you saw in the photo. We were definitely on the roof. It's bad enough that you and your guests have ruined a mask for me today, but I don't know about the early morning on masks, by the way. Hmm. I'm going to have to check with Girl Hicks. And goodbye, Darren. And why haven't we done a goodbye horses to goodbye, Darren parody? Why has that happened yet? Love that song. Q Lazarus is the shit. And so is goodbye, Darren. <laughs> why did you have to turn that into a strange live read? <laughs> Do you like Q uh, Lazarus? I mean, really, really like Q Lazarus? Yes. <sighs> you got the Mick uh, 
handing the mic over to Obama. Oh, yeah. I'm a little embarrassed about this, but let's take a listen. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much. It's like he's a Vegas performer, not a president. Thank you so much. Amazing evening. Thank you. God bless you all. We were trying to get you to have a singer. Yeah. Because I heard you. Come on. I heard you sing it out clean. So, you were starting something. You got to Now, the president does not want to sing, but rock stars and Republicans can make him do things that he said no. He's willing to compromise. He's trying to hand it around. Turning my chair around. Would you turn your chair around for him if we were doing the voice? Yes, or I'd send him to Hollywood, whatever the show entails. Well, then just let's try to do one at a time. You I bring up the turn. See, that's. No, I, I want him on my team. There's no fun. Because your inconsistency is flowing throughout the team where they can't focus. It's like the ADD show. No, I'm focused like a laser beam. A laser beam of love? Yes. Um, Kevin, Richmond, you're on my face. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, I don't know if this clip is the same one I saw, but I saw it on the day show this morning. I thought it was hysterical. The, uh, the few white people that are scattered around in the back, how uncomfortable and uncoordinated they looked when, uh, when Obama was up there ripping. It was kind of funny. Yeah, I see plenty of white people there. Um, but uh, white people are, um, uncoordinated. We can't get around that. Um, maybe we're uncoordinated because we've been too busy planning trips to the moon, unlike the other races. I'm sure they had some part. I would like to make a statement that only white people have been on the moon. <laughs> and before we act like, well, wait, <laughs> really only white men. So I'm going to point that out. If the women start to nag. That's right. But that's what we've been doing. Why everyone else is making great music and dancing better than us. I'm sorry, it's hard to dance when you're in a fucking NASA spacesuit. That's why we couldn't do it. What are you looking at your phone for? Zito just called me. What does he want? I don't know. Oh, I, I guess I did. I was, I was sitting right here. What the fuck? I thought, uh, you were looking at me. show kind of blows today, doesn't it, Pep? <laughs> no, why is he asshole. still talking about the moon and white people again? Why did you feed a fucking power bar? Is there a uh, payoff? On the Marstown Theater. Marstown looks like a lovely town. Well, it's Little Manhattan, isn't it? That is the fucking name for it. Oh, look, there's a Jewish man. Um, also <laughs> up on the iBang, and I hate to even point this out, but after 25 years, these tourists put out a clip of them, and we were kind of talking about this yesterday with the Challenger. Um... They were all happy when the Challenger blew up because they didn't know what exactly was fucking happening. So while those people were uh, dead, uh, everybody here... By the way, look how 25 years ago looks like 1963. I didn't even know Eastern Airlines still existed 25 years ago. I haven't even heard of Eastern Airlines. 
Well, we used to call it Beastern. Oh, bad. And it was the only fucking airlines for the uh, New York hip hop scene. Beautiful. I love it. Beastern! Uh, this thing is so embarrassing to watch. Basically, the shuttle is blowing up and people are going, ooh, ah, uh, treating it like a fucking Fourth of July party. Everyone's dead. They didn't know that. They literally fucking acted like it's the best thing that ever happened. So those guys, they're already dead by this point. And they're still like, oh, it's so pretty. Fucking Maroons. If I had a name for this family, it would be Maroon 5. Well, they have a great catalog, according to Mark Seed. Yeah, I was going to say, do you feel that way, Pepper? <laughs> well, make me, let me fucking well, you guys have a, uh, I'm sorry, ADD. What, did you guys have a separate f fight about this yesterday? No. Why would you bring up that they said they have a great catalog? I was just saying crazy shit. I, really, <laughs> I, I see. You see what's going on today? None of these guys can fucking hold a thought for more than a fight. It's like their brains get an eyedropper full of fucking thoughts going at any time. No, no. It's a bucket of thoughts. It's a fucking it's gutted fuck, bathtub. It's <laughs> The fucking Olympic size pool. It's the ocean. Stop coming Space up thoughts. with look. Space thoughts. Stop coming Milky up with larger <laughs> fucking bodies of water. Well, you said ocean. Now we have nowhere to go with well, it. Well, no, that's why I said space. There's no water in space. Well, it's bigger than the There's ocean. Water in it's space. space. Nobody can hear you scream. But the point is this. We're holding on. We're trying to jump back in ourselves. And your thinking process gets crazier and more DMT motivated than ever. Um, Nothing wrong with DMT. Our DMT buddy was in today. Yeah. DMT dog. He made uh, a nice little fucking part during the whole, uh, the exciting fucking unmask from today. Love Camarino. He's a fucking man. Some great projects. Uh, hold on. Todd, Panic in Detroit, you're on my face. Uh, good afternoon, boys. Ronnie, I remember reading uh, the investigative reporter Larry Flint reported that the crew members of the Challenger were alive when they hit the water. How could that be? Uh, he showed the evidence in one of his articles that the capsule itself, the uh, you know the the cockpit of the fuselage, was actually intact when it hit the water. Uh, this is the first time ever I'm hearing this, but people will actually say that it ended up staying in the sky long enough. Then they come down and hit one of the towers on 9-11. Because no one believes anything that their government has to say anymore. Well, they also said that they thought that possibly the blast would have knocked them out. But they, they wouldn't have been dead immediately after the blast. I had no idea that. I thought that they blew up in, in the sky. Fucking vaporized. Uh, Jay, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, that guy is right about that. I'm from Florida. I used to work down there. And actually... One of the pilots, astronauts, was actually trying to maneuver the capsule, I mean, just the whole cockpit area, and they're thinking that maybe there might be some part of the uh, uh, aircraft still intact. Maybe he could maneuver it. So he was trying to maneuver while they were, were free-falling down to the water. So that, that is true. That, that did happen. How come I've never heard this on the news, Jay? Yeah, it, it came out uh, just a couple of years ago. And I, when I heard about it, and I had some, I worked down there, and I had some friends when I worked down there. What would you do for NASA? I was an engineer. And so all those people were alive until they came back down. 
Um, there's a few of them that were, they say they were out of it, but uh, most of them were alive, yeah. They're just falling right down, and the guy was still trying to maneuver when he was coming down. <sighs> what, a, what a nightmare story. This is an awful way for me to start my day today. It's hard to believe that there would be a piece that big and w- that, like, a photo been... didn't show up of it, like, on the beach or something. Well, it didn't yeah. wash up on the beach, but you're saying well, it did hit the water? It did hit the water. They had a massive search out there for it, and there was a huge investigation going on. If you remember, they didn't even come out until a few years later when they talked about the whole O-ring and the guy who designed all that. Mm-hmm. So then there's a lot of stuff that was kept inside. You know, just, they don't tell everybody, you know, what goes on a lot of times. So just fine. because a lot of people just can't handle stuff. I can't handle it right now, 25 years later. And I can't, yeah, handle, this, I can't handle this phone call. And I'm going to hang up with you, Jay, and call Mike in D.C. and see if he can talk me back down again. Troy Aikman said that the NFL is doomed as the number one sport in America. He gives it 20 years tops, uh, mainly because of this NFL network and the Thursday night games. And by the fact that he said this, uh, he would not want his kid playing football. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now. If you do want your kid to play football, you're a bad parent because you're saying to yourself, I want my kid to end up with serious knee and concussion problems. Well, it's a long career, too. Was it three years, the average? Yeah. Three seasons? Well, the funny thing is, that's if you even can make it that far. Most people get hurt. and They don't even make it that far. <laughs> Most people get hurt before they get to high school. That's when they become lame for life. Jesus. Uh, but I don't know if I agree with him because football couldn't be any bigger in this country. And it's not going to get any bigger. It couldn't possibly. There's nowhere left for it to go. Let's where that you just go places and you see people wearing jerseys wherever you go. But I have to say that it is kind of a relief to have football season over. At first it was kind of weird. Yeah, like kicking any dope. It's always problems... The day that, like, you want to drink right now. Yeah, I would love to just... You're not it. getting one. You're in Lent. <sighs> I would really love, like, a beer, maybe. And then, like, you know, maybe uh, some liquor. Right Do me that. a favor. Yeah. Do this now, but think of it as this is a way to keep going. <laughs> I don't know about that. What is it, 40 days I got on fucking 39 left? 400 days. <laughs> We're doing... This is a super Lent. <laughs> Fuck. Bigger than the ocean. Bigger than all the... Uh, but this could be the end of football, as we know it, because we've overdosed on it. The, there's, there's going to be now football every Thursday night, every Monday night, every Sunday night. Sometimes Saturday. Well, Saturday at the end of the season, and then all day Sunday. And after a while, like, think of how many times that you went to bet this year and you, for, you forgot that there was Thursday night games. Oh, hell yeah. I fucked my shit up. Yeah, but that's always such a welcome surprise. Um, Tom, yeah, it's not a welcome surprise on a fucking Friday morning, is it? When you're like, oh, shit. Oh, no. I didn't put those games in. Then it's kind of a downer. Um, let's go over here to uh, Tom. Tom in Kansas, you're in Fez. Yeah, the only advice you should take from Aikman is which flat screen you're going to get from Renaissance. Or... All right, first of all, Troy Aikman... He's got three fucking Super Bowl rings. And he's also the number one uh, color commentator of the NFL. So for him to say this, 
It's pretty fucking brutal. Um, it's the end of football as you know it. The safety thing is what's going to kill it. I mean, the, these guys' brains are jelly. They are. They become retarded <laughs> at the end of their life. It's like boxing. Look, let me tell you something. If it was the 1970s and you had Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier and the whole world was going crazy, if anyone has said within 20 years boxing will be dead, so you would have thought they were, that they were crazy. And within 20 years of those fucking matches, boxing was basically dead. Yeah. Done. And with Tyson. It's going to be, you know, football will always be around. But what he's saying, it's not going to be the number one sport. And you don't want your kids to play football. Now, you know what else is weird? When I was a kid, everybody used to show up to high school football games. You don't see that anymore. You'll see some great kid playing in front of 15 fucking people. No one showed up for my high school fucking football games. I'm surprised that you even had any over there in Brooklyn. BK all day, every day. Just because it rhymes doesn't mean that it's fucking good for people. Do or die, best die. Uh, Adam, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Russ, I want to thank for another great unmasked with Mr. Casarino's name. Fantastic. He's a really interesting guy. He is a very, very uh, thoughtful guy. And he came in uh, kind of um, verklempt because they did not wake him up at his hotel. So he had been sleeping... Minutes before the early morning unmasked uh, started, uh, Zito gave him vitamins and power bars and coffee to gas him up properly. You don't want to give the man gas. I thought at the combination would work and propel him. At too. no point did he ungas himself. Yeah. The odds. Uh, Sasha, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fez. How's it going, guys? Uh, I just want to call up uh, about that uh, coffee cup uh, that I threw up there on the iBang. It's fantastic. A lot of people yeah, talking about it. I got a little buzz going on, you know. Um, that came because uh, this is the best thing ever. Uh, for Christmas, my wife got that for me. She had it personally designed uh, because there's two things I do every day, listen and, and you know, drink coffee, so it kind of went together. One side's got the phone number, one side's got the old Ichiban, and then I showed the iBang side to you. Do me a favor and never let that woman out of your life. <laughs> Don't. There, I mean, you have fucked up everything else in your life, dude. Not this, though. No, you made well, Keep this you, together. You, this, this is how good I got it, right? So, uh, speaking of buying a theater fez, that's what I do for a living. And uh, it'd be great to work with you someday there. Uh, and, you know, she makes the money. I stay home with the baby and listen to Ronnie Fez. I, I, I'm going to hold this one down. Don't fuck it up, dude. For once in your life, don't fuck something up. Yeah, lay off the liquor. All right? Lay off the liquor, lay off the DMT. All right. Happy Lent, guys. All right. Yeah, it's not so fucking happy. Why don't you have a drink and fucking relax? Then I break the Lent, and I already said I'm not. See, here's the thing. Even though I'm not going to smoke tobacco or tobacco products, I still plan to keep a cigar in my mouth like this. Why don't you just keep a liquor bottle in your mouth wherever you go? It's not the glass. Just, just don't... <laughs> Fucking the glass is not as good as the fucking liquor Wait, right it, itself. It it already starts even though you haven't gotten your ashes yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It starts today. It's not fucking it based on an ash. I know, but I thought maybe like the ashes were like, okay, now I'm starting. I've gotten my ashes. That doesn't even make sense. No, you act like it's a starter's pistol. You're a worse Catholic it's, than I am. I'm not Catholic, so yes. I thought you go around bragging that you're Italian. I'm Italian. I'm not Catholic. There's no fucking such thing possible. as a Protestant fucking well, Italian. I don't, I'm not practicing Catholic. Were so you baptized Catholic? Catholic? I don't know. 
Probably. Maybe. I'll check. I'll check. I think. Tell your mom that she's a bad mother and that she's fucking put you in limbo with all the fucking unwashed babies. Oh my god, no. Yeah, you're gonna go to fucking limbo. Oh good. I'm glad that you don't believe in an afterlife. Good. That'll fucking help when you're falling through limbo and there's no bottom to the end of that bottomless pit. That's right. Finding out about this baptism thing. She was working. She's teaching a class right now. Hey, school bothering. vacation. Um, Bob, you're on my face. Yeah, hey, hey Ron. Uh, listen, my bartender gives up shots for Lent, but he always has a beer in his hand. Is that a commitment or what? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, the guy gave up fucking shots. I should have done that. Unlike maybe, uh, fucking Hicks, maybe, uh, he had uh, an out for himself. Try that. Hicks you know, try that. always have a fucking out for yourself. That's true. I thought about giving up smoking, but then I, I thought about it for about two minutes, and I was like, this, that's What's that. harder for you? Smoking. Smoking would be harder. I was not baptized Catholic. I was baptized Presbyterian. What the fuck? Then you're not Italian, dude. <laughs> what? I, that doesn't change it. There's no such thing as a Protestant Italian. Ask anyone. Roman Catholicism. Well, I think my mom's religion just won out over my dad's. Well, what case. is your mom? Presbyterian. Or she oh. was. We don't go to church anymore. But she was family Good. So she gave you the wrong fucking religion and then didn't even have you do it. At least if she baptized you Catholic, you'd have a fighting chance. Oh, God. It's the damned. He's the damned. In that fucking room. Your father ought to fucking shave his mustache in shame. He, do he doesn't seem like an Italian to me. A an Italian father wants his, his baby to stay out of limbo. That's right. You should have been baptized, dude. This is bad. I've never met a fucking Protestant Italian in my life. This is fucking Anywhere. Crazy. This is impossible. You'll never meet a... Uh, you'll never meet an Italian going like this. Hey, we're going down to the Baptist church. Everybody get a car. Hey, we're all Baptists. Yo. Oh. Hey, preacher, that was so nice when we were singing the colored songs. You don't do that if you're an Italian. If you're an Italian, you're a Catholic. If you're Irish, Real Irish, not fucking Northern Irish. You're a Catholic. If you're Polish, you're a Catholic. You don't fuck around with these things. That's right. So is there like anything I can do, or is it just... Hey, let's go down to church and get healed. Huh? They're having a tent service. Let them slap you on the head and get fucking healed. You speaking in tongues over there or what? Italians don't believe in fake religion. The Vatican is in Italy. Pope dog. Billy Graham is talking on the TV. Let's go. Jesus Christ. It's like, it's like being a, a Scientologist from Israel. It doesn't fucking exist. Well, we're clear now, and we're living in Tel Aviv. <laughs> I don't understand you, Zito. You're half of one thing and none of the other. Totally I don't fucked. fucking get it. I kind of hate it. I'm despising it right now. I feel so dirty. You should. You are fucking dirty. Why don't you fucking follow Fez? And go to some Protestant fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Go with him. Because you grew up a Prati, right? Yep, Lutheran. What did you guys used to do? Piss in each other's mouths, or what did you have to do? Like, no, that Smell each happen. other's asses like dogs? Shit. No, we had Ash Wednesday and Lent and... 
ass ones there. All Here's of what that. You you have all of that, and yet you don't even get a fuck. Like they have saints, right? Oh hell yeah! But they don't pick them. They fucking piggyback a Catholic saint. Oh, that's bullshit. Because they don't know what they're doing. They're like that fucking hamburger place in Coming to America, where you just fucking try to steal the name. McDougal's. Are you still Lutheran? Um, I, I, I think I still have a membership at my parents' Are church. you still a Lutheran? No, I don't go to church. I don't do anything why do I gotta? Why do I got to pull fucking teeth around here? Why can't I be in just a real conversation? Let's flow, baby. No pulling. X, when you say crazy things yeah. like that, I know that you think that you're backing me up and you're being a wingman. Instead, it just sounds like, well, Ron has a crazy fucking bird on his shoulder that just says nutty things. Like a parrot. He just fucking called you a parrot. Yeah. Uh, at least I'm not fucking... Parrot. What the fuck are you talking about, you Presbyterian, nine-Italian, cocksucker right. motherfucker? All right, hold on. Let's not get personal. He personal can't fucking, fucking help want. it. His mother didn't love him and didn't have him baptized in a real religion. Wait, that sounds kind of personal as well. What part? The part where he said my mom didn't love me. Well, you fucking put a gas attack on a mess today. I didn't... Congratulations, Zito. That's not intentional. For ruining... <laughs> I, I thought it was great. What is your real religion? I guess Presbyterian, if I was baptized that way. Have you even been in a Presbyterian church in your life? Uh, at, yes, but I would say it has to be 20 years ago at this point. Did you go to religion school? I went to a Baptist church for a little bit just because my friend's father was a pastor there, and then I realized, like, this is not what I want. And I left, I did that, but never a Catholic church, um, unless I had to every so often. Uh, Michael, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Great show. Fezzy, did you just say McDougal's? Yes. It was McDowell's. Ah, crap. I messed up on my fictional fast food restaurants. McDougal's. What is going on in your fucking kitchen today, Watley? Is Friday just looming so fucking large that you can't pay attention to one thing that's happening in the world? It's a Yeah, it's a big day. Well, today's a big day for you, too. You let go of that fucking table. You're not going to fly away. The table's not going to fly away. You're a what? A human what? Being. You better fucking come in with the paperwork to prove that. Were you baptized? I was baptized Lutheran, and I was dedicated in the Salvation Army. Well, neither one of those things makes any sense. So, it's you might as well say you're a Martian, because it's not going to mean shit once you die. Like if you tried to hand me your Lutheran papers, like just uh, uh, like I'll play the part of St. Peter's right now. And there you go. That's my Lutheran baptism certificate. Oh. This means fucking nothing to us. St. Peter just threw it back in my face. Yes. We set up a perfectly good church for you people. It's called the Catholic Church. It's the shit. <laughs> that would be a great next to you, Saint Peter. That's not swearing. Shit is not a swear word. That's, just, that's, that's another thing function. you don't understand. You people worry so much about saying shit down there that you forget that's not the important one. 
St. Peter, why does your friend look like Fat Jesus? What the fuck? Seriously, you ought to go over and chuck the... Are you fucking around? What the fuck are you doing? Go choke the fuck out. He's stealing fucking Zach Galifianakis jokes. That's fucking Zeke's way of writing. Oh, I saw something in a movie. Let me fucking repeat it on the air. Oh, I forgot that was in a movie. I'm sorry. What do you mean you forgot? You would never even heard of it before. Congratulations. You know what? In the top 40 idiot. world, we can lift fucking bits here and fucking talk radio. I don't live creativity. You just fucking did. I didn't. We just caught you doing it. You act like, oh, I forgot someone else got that into a movie first. That's Zach's fucking bit for fucking a decade. I didn't. I didn't know that. Go you're at, twink. When you're you at Presbyterian daycare when that fucking joke got written. <laughs> what is this going over here now? Where are they fucking? Oh, gas stand. Uh, they're burning up fucking crayons. They got a pile of fucking crayons over there. They're throwing fucking. I don't know if I can put up with the rest of the planet right now. If I was if I was president, I would promise a giant metal dome that goes over the entire United States and that we could just close ourselves off. Would we'll be airtight. What are you just sitting around watching dunk contests during the show? No, no, no I just hit that by mistake. No, you didn't. You were sitting there enjoying dunk contests. <laughs> no, I was thinking about a fucking giant dome over the United States. No, you were. You were sitting there going like this. Look at that dunk. I'm fucking loving it. He's you gave yourself it. a high five, which is really just clapping. Seriously, these dunk contests are great. No one ever said they weren't great, Hicks. Hey, by the way, who gave me these cigars today? I was in such a fucking blur. Well, I guess he doesn't know. I, I didn't. I wasn't the one who handed them to you. I don't know where they came from. It happened so fucking fast. It was like a goddamn. Um, there was no way you could stop it. You know what I mean? Like I was going to be one of those things where I, I tried to explain to the cops. There's no way I could explain to you what went on here. There was gunfire. There was people screaming. But no, I can't help you. Everything that happened went on, went by too quick. <laughs> Stop asking me questions. Stop asking me questions and start fucking giving me answers. Stop bringing me information. Start giving me information. All right, uh, we break here. We come back. We're going to talk about the Oscars a little bit. Specifically, people who took an Oscar and wiped their ass with it. Now, I'll get to that when we get back. You're not going to want to miss this. It's the Ron Fez Show. This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now about to become the master's champion. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the It's the Ron Fez Show on what is now being called Ash Wednesday. Is it always Ash Wednesday? Is every Wednesday Ash Wednesday? Well, just this Wednesday. Are you going for ashes? Well, that's right. You don't know where churches are. <laughs> Sometimes I have trouble finding them. Somehow you got it in the back of your head that the church is going to come to you instead of you going to the church. They step carts. You ought to have Shower Bench talk to you a little bit about religion. 
You know, Sarah Bench is all about it. He is a confirmed Catholic. And I try to get Fez into that, too, because when Fez... One of the things Shower Bench has a theory of, that when Fez turned his back on religion is when he became untethered and became crazy Fez. Holy shit. Before that, he was tethered to something. You know, when Fez was involved with his fake religion, he used to go there on Wednesday nights, one of those fucking guys. What? Putting, you know, tables away. But he belonged to a community. He, he was something. part of something. Now, he leaves here, seals himself into an apartment, cries, comes into work, and I go, what are you passionate about for today's show? Nothing. That cookie that you're eating, what is inside the chocolate chip cookie? It's an Oreo inside the chocolate chip cookie. Uh, do you want to eat that or just lodge it into your heart? <laughs> I know people say that. It's not really true. You could eat two cookies without dying. And yet people act like, for some reason, if it's happening together. Do you like? Do you think that a chocolate chip cookie's been missing the Oreo all these years? You know what? Kind of, yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. I know it is. Mm. Let's see if Fred can finish one. Come on, Fred. Oh, I highly doubt that I will be able to finish. Fred was Two just making a big statement today. We all left our coats down there? Yes, we did. I had $6,000 in my pocket. Oh, if Jesus that's fucking Christ. missing, you owe me, Zito. Oh, shit. Zito uh, grew up with a mom who didn't care about his soul. What? People who wiped their asses with their Oscars. This is up on the Interbank today. Move along with it so you can follow along as the bit happens. Uh, now, if I was to say this flat out, right away, Marlon Brando and George C. Scott, on a back-to-back -back year, they rejected the Oscar. But that's not what we're talking about with this bit. But can you imagine today if someone said, I'd like to give you an Oscar, and you went, what a bullshit award, I don't want it. would be awesome. Where other people cry about it. <laughs> now, George C. Scott just said it isn't a contest, I don't want any part of it. But Brando did something funny. He sent an Indian up there uh, to start talking about Indian things, and everybody got really mad. Yeah, they were fucking... They are like, this isn't the time to talk about Indian things. This is the time to find out who people are wearing. Let's talk about movies. Um, but who's number one on the list, Hicks? Right now, Anthony Hopkins. He wins for Silence of the Lambs in 91. And his next film is Free Jack. Now, I don't know who put this one in. That was me. I prefer Free Jack. Really? I love Free Jack. It's a cult. I'd say it's a cult classic at this point. I, I, like, I like the movie. I put it almost in that Starship Troopers, <laughs> so bad, it's good. One of my favorite scenes is when they're taking an elevator to the 240th floor. But the other fucking funny thing about it is he was only gone for like 15 years before the world became so... It's 2009. Fucking, yeah, this dystopian and insane. Well, what year did he supposedly die? When did his Back to the Future moment happen? I think it was like 87 or something. So they're really, they were really far on how far they thought technology... Time travel would exist. Uh, ...drive us to the bottom. And I don't even understand even the premise of we're stealing the bodies from the past to put the brains into. Yeah, it was 91 when he was supposed to die in that car crash. If you want to get in on this, 866... Ron Zero Fez, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Um, 
I want to explain something that this uh, cookie that you're eating today, mm. that you just did such a bad job explaining. It's basically the traducan of cookies. Oh, shit. It's an Oreo inside a peanut butter cookie inside a chocolate chip. It's really good. And I'm really awesome. enjoying it. But this is why you can't be on Iron Chef. You have no palate. <laughs> oh, no. It's good or bad. Now, it seems like you're just eating the center out of it and then throwing away what you consider the, the cookie rind. There's no such thing as cookie crust. <laughs> well, what does this look like, then? <laughs> cookie. <laughs> That's fucking cookie. It's very crust-like. Christ-like, is it? <laughs> the middle is the fucking really good Do you part. get a cookie confused with a watermelon? <laughs> it's good. Zitz, are you eating one? Yeah. Get one to Watley over there. These are so good. You want to have a cookie eating contest? Who do you think would win on our team? Uh, I would. How many have you eaten so far? Um, almost one. Fezzi, you, who do you think could win this? Oh, I could win a cookie eating contest. Well, I've done 60 Oreos in 60 minutes. Cookies are my life, Ron. I did not want to offend you. I just asked a question. Fucking friend to friend. Next thing, I'm getting a cookie lecture. All right, it started, and this isn't even on a contest. Uh, I mean, it isn't on a time limit. Just sit and enjoy your cookies. I don't want people choking on their fucking giant Inception cookies. I need them. There's one kick that takes you. Also, you've got to eat the rinds, though. All right. You've got to eat your cookie crust. These are fantastic, and the rind is the best part. Yeah. <laughs> See, now you guys are just making him feel like he's stupid. I remember when, it was, you know when I was... I'm going to enjoy this fucking cookie however I want to enjoy it. And if you guys want to be dicks, you can fucking just... I don't need this shit. All right, hold on. trying to fucking enjoy your cookie. What the fuck? Hold on. Everybody's I, fucking friends here. Nobody's fucking running anybody down. I'm like not a like, dick because I use every part of the cookie. Come on. Why you got to take shots? I'm just join this. Well, he, what he's saying, Fez, it wasn't a... Uh, uh, you're not a dick for enjoying the rind. He thought you were being a dick for pointing out that he didn't eat all of his cookie. Look... When I was a kid, my father would say to me, why aren't you eating the crust of the pizza? It's the best part. And I remember saying, why are you lying to me, old man? Why are you fucking sitting there and saying that some hard crust is better than melted cheese and tomato sauce? That's fucking insane. Hell yeah. All right? So, look, if you want to make sure we fucking eat every little bit of it, fine. Say don't waste. But don't come down here lying to me. It's seriously. All right? Because then I'll believe us, this whole family's a lie. Um, I've completed one cookie. All right. That's good. Just fucking write it down on a notch. I don't need... All right. It's one, two, looks like one and three quarters. <laughs> now, actually, you're in your second cookie, yeah. but you haven't finished the rinds. I really haven't finished the rinds. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Over on the on the Interabang, uh, you can keep following along. Here's number two. Kevin Costner follows up Dances with the Wolves with Waterworld and the Postman. Now he actually won as a director. Yeah, this is he wins as director for Dances. Then the next movie he directs is Waterworld. 
but he's uncredited because he had such fights with the director, the, the real director, that he's that he, the, that guy walked off the set out of anger. I didn't even know that. And then it was like this good friend, like this is a guy that he helped him direct Dance with Wolves. But they had so many fights on the set of Waterworld that that guy just left and Costner fucking directed the rest of it. There is no possible way to, for anyone to make Waterworld work. I mean, it's just too fucking crazy. <laughs> well, the smokers. We are, we're we're living on boats and jet skis yeah. with a limited amount of gas that seems to me like it would have ran out in no time. Yeah. And then the fact that there is ground that no one's found until the end doesn't even make sense at all. And it's not that much ground. It's just no. the top of a fucking mountain. Yeah, but there's like it's like so beautifully finished. <laughs> and there's horses. Horses could live up there, but not humans all this time. It didn't even make sense. It's a crazy fucking movie. Um, the only part I liked is that he had vaginas behind his ears. That when you pulled his ears back, there were little vaginas there. Oh, yeah. Just, she got fucked there. <laughs> Uh, and then Postman, Postman was even probably worse than Waterworld. Yeah, cause he, this is actually his next directing credit, the real credit that he got. And was I am a Postman, <laughs> and it's my job to deliver uh, a, a piece of mail and a, and a world. That, what? Wait, first of all, even here in a decent world, we're getting ready to mail. Well, he has a duty as a Postman. In 2015. Halle Berry follows up Monster's Ball. With Die Another Day, X-Men 2, and then Catwoman. Let's face it, the only one that's really, really awful there is Catwoman. Um, oh, Die Another Day was not that good. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I didn't watch it, tell you the truth. That's when they were driving the cars around ice and shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's wrong with that? How else are you going to fucking go? At this point, the 007 full franchise are getting really fucked up by Pierce Brost. They're all, they've been fucked up since like 68, so I can't feel fucking bad for anybody. Chris, you're on Fez. People who wipe their asses with their Oscar. Uh, Michael Caine not even showing up for Anna and her sisters and to film Jaws 4, I think, or Jaws of Revenge, whatever it was. Called. It was the Jaws where Jaws took it personal. Mm -hmm. And he took it personal because the last time he blew up, obviously he's not the same shark. And so he must have heard about this from other sharks and be trying to re get revenge for them. Yeah, here they're down in the Caribbean. Let's get them. And that one's good because that Jaws, I think, ate an airplane towards the end. Oh, yeah. It, it was it, an airplane or a helicopter. I can't remember. I think it worked out like one of those boat planes. Yeah. And also Marion Van Peebles was in that one. I did not know that you called it a boat plane, but yeah, Marion Van Peebles <laughs> played like an island guy, man. <laughs> hey, look at me, man. I'm afraid of sharks, man. That's right. It's really fucking bad. Nice away from the mic when we're chewing and just we're uh, all having this contest that has to be done, but at a level that's not going to freak people out. Um, we keep going over here to the list, and this is one that we all felt bad about, of course. Life is Beautiful, uh, Roberto Benigni won for that. Now, that was a film that if you went to see it, you were like, I think this is great. Because it looks pretty, and it's about important stuff, like Jews during World War II, and it's kind of a comedy, and he seems like a nice person. But according to this, we all fucking had remorse, and it is true. Like, when he won that night, was running across the seats, yeah, and wild. everybody in Hollywood was feeling great about it, I wasn't. Just hating it. And I loved the movie when I saw it, but... 
the more it stuck with me, the more I started to hate it. I think I just got caught up with, I wish the people were nicer to the Jews. That's the part that got to me. And that can, sometimes you can think, oh, this is important, blah, blah, blah. We should care about this. Yes, but it doesn't mean that it's good. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, guys? Uh, Natalie Portman, Mr. Black Swan, was in that Fuck Buddies movie and some King Arthur movie with uh, Kenny Powers. I don't know what that was, but they're both terrible. You've come up with one, and this was just last year. And while she's winning the Oscars, she's in the Oscar race, there are trailers for these two awful movies coming out. One that she's wearing a G-string in a comedy, yeah. which means like, hey, look, come in and see her ass. There's, there's something to watch here. Come in and see her little boy's ass. Uh, and then the other one, you know, she's in, in it with uh, at Ashton Kutcher, you know, the fucking Twitter guy. I can really only say that one of those movies was terrible. Your Highness was bad, but uh, no, strings, uh, no, no Strings Attached was great. I know that you love to put yourself above every bit and how can I focus on me? It's really fucking awful. It's so bad that they said that when they shoot, they were showing this on an airplane, and people were fucking opening up the emergency doors and leaping off. Oh my god! This I mean, that's fucking awful. <laughs> that's just awful. JD, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. I got a trifecta: Gone in sixty seconds with Nick Cage, Angelia Jolie, and Robert Duvall. All Oscar winners. Well, first of all, let me just say this. Nicholas Cage is a very dear friend of mine. And Gone in 60 Seconds was exactly true. He could steal any car in 60 seconds. Nice. In a weird green fucking light. I don't know. That's when Jerry Bruckheimer started to put those fucking colors over the lenses of everything. So you're either going to see one of his yellow movies, one of his green movies, one. one of his red movies. This was a very green one. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, talking about people who wipe their ass with their Oscars. Um, Denzel Washington followed up Glory with Heart Conditioning. A fuck? movie that is so bad that most of us haven't even watched it. I have no idea what this... Picked out a, uh, a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Shit. A zero on the Rotten Tomatoes. Good God. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I'm going to read some of the feedback that we have here. Uh, Mike says, uh, Jamie Foxx won for Ray. And Ed did Stealth, a movie about planes that thinks for themselves. Um, Shirley MacLaine uh, won for Terms of Endearment, her next film, Cannonball Run 2. That's pretty fucking awful. Um, it's really fucking funny to see, too, that some of these uh, people went out of their way to make something really light. And maybe it's because they didn't know they were going to be winning an Oscar. But it's like, maybe they're like, oh, I just did a heavy movie. I want to get... Um, I, I want to start having some fun now. Uh, let's go over here to our buddy Blowhard. Blowhard, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Riding High with Ghost. Everybody loved the movie. Popular. She was really on a winning streak. Before that, she had The Color Purple. 
And then she goes after Ghost and makes one of the worst movies ever, Homer and Eddie, if you even remember the movie. Well, Eddie is the, the basketball, the next basketball movie, right? Uh, no, Eddie was another movie. Oh. This is called Homer and Eddie, and I think she played a, a, a nutjob woman with brain cancer, and she was hanging out. I think it was Jim Belushi, and he got hit in the head with a baseball. Man, I don't even remember this one, but if it it had Jim Belushi in it, it's pretty fucking... Oh, it was, it's an awful, awful movie. Uh, I remember watching it on Cinemax at like 5 in the morning, and I said, "Why you, you just got off Ghost. Why would you take this script? I, you know, maybe you, you were to talking watch. to your TV where you blow? <laughs> I, I always talk to my okay. TV. What are you doing, Whoopi? And, and now she's ended up at The View. All right, Blowhard's come up with a good one there. Did not make the list... Whoopi Goldberg. Now, to be fair about this, no one expected her to win an Oscar for Ghost. It was like, you know, it wasn't the normal kind of movie that you win an Oscar for. No, no one saw that shit coming. Um, here's Robin Williams on our list. He followed up uh, Goodwill Hunting with Flubber. Now, I didn't even watch this remake. I've never seen the Flubber. <laughs> No, with him. Has I, anybody seen it? I I've now, seen it. Well, 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 give me, uh, give me some inside. It's absolutely awful. The flubber is actually becomes like a little dancing person <laughs> made out All of right. goo. I did see that commercial um, where it gets so happy, it's flubberastic or something. Right, and then and there's like a whole chorus line of little flubber creatures. And this is the remake of uh, some Disney film. In the 1960s. Uh, and he leaves Goodwill Hunting. And he was so good with that, if you remember, because he had a Boston accent. Uh, let's go over here to... Uh, uh, let's go to Murray. Murray, you're on my face. Yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. followed up Jerry Maguire with, I think it was Boat Trip, where he's uh, a heterosexual guy that ends up on a gay cruise. Yeah, then he had to start acting gay so he didn't get thrown into the water. So he's all like, hi, everybody. Hey. Yeah. Wait, so the gays were murderers if you weren't gay? No, I don't know why. I guess it was a... Uh, he, he basically took the film because it gave him a chance to work with Horatio Sands in a partnership. Uh, and this was the only time Horatio Sands was in a film for more than a second. But, yeah, it is really strange. And for some reason, like, people think, like, hey, I'm on a gay cruise. I'm trying to fit in. So uh, let me wear really short shorts. Show it off. Um, look at anything that is cock-shaped. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I wish this was real. Oh, why is it in my mouth? <laughs> oh, I wish I was sitting on this. <laughs> and, oh, and then I remember, like, they picked up some cheerleaders or something, uh, or like a tanning team, oh, Jesus Swedish Christ. tanning team, and they weren't allowed to show that they were oh, heterosexual. Like my cock's getting hard, right. no. So then it was like, could you boys please put some tanning oils on us? Oh, my God. And then they were like, oh, God. Get the like they were fighting their own erections. There was a war against their own erections. That's a terrible war to have. Um, let's... Uh, Go back to the list. Adrian Brody follow, uh, follows up the pianist with the singing detective. Uh, also a film that I haven't seen. 
I haven't seen it. But I know after this thing, the detective, you also did The Village with M. Night Sh- Shyamalan. Was he part of The Village? Oh, he was the deaf mute in yeah. The Village. Yeah. <laughs> like the... Literally, they had a village full. And again, in films, they try to act like if you have a mental problem, you're very happy with it. Oh, yeah, You're sure. not struggling with it. You're happily almost a village idiot, if you will. Uh, Tim... Tim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on? Uh, nobody, uh, nobody's mentioning Heath Ledger following up the Dark Knight with the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Yeah, no, I, I don't have a problem with him choosing that role. He went out and chose it with a really cool fucking director. Fuck yeah. uh, his big problem was he died during the filming, so we no, never you, know what would have happened. Yeah, they replaced him with, what, like three other people? Yeah, they tried to act like out. he kept turning into somebody else. No. Higgs, it looks like you're running really low on your cookie eating. Um, you're in your second one? I'm my second cookie. How about you, Zitz? I've completed one, and I wanted to let it sit for a little bit. That's not a way to win. Here comes, by way, the man who bragged at the beginning of this, Fez Watley, into his second cookie. Now, aren't you worried about having the sugar diabetes, Fez? I took a pill. All right, oh. so the pill cures you? The pill helps um, even things out. In what way? It'll help uh, reduce my blood sugar. So I'm supposed to take it when I eat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is really eating. So it's the time to take the pill anyway. Why are you keeping a piece of cookie behind your front teeth while you're talking? Why this seems... Just to move it to the side. Just swallow it. Swallow it, and then you're able to... Have a nice swallow. Express yourself. Was that... Were you going back and doing like a... Kubo Gooding joke when you have a nice fall? <laughs> I know I would. Hey, let's all fuck each other. The ship is filled with semen. <laughs> Not See, so those long. things are better and better. Those jokes do get better and better. <laughs> uh, Dan, Dan, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Love you, love the show. Uh, I'm wondering if all these actors are maybe taking these shitty roles after they get the awards just because it's a huge payday and they're just like, screw it. May as well just try and pay off the mortgage. And uh, I certainly you know, would. In. I certainly would. I mean, you know, we get mad at people for not picking differently, but most of us have never had to turn down $5 million to do something. Okay, sure, I'll do whatever you want. $5 yes, million? For what, and $5 million, yeah, it isn't even your whole year. So, I mean, $5 million would be someone on the low end if you just won an Academy Award. Sometimes you can make 10 or even $20 million. Shit. So I'm not used to saying no to $20 million. <laughs> not only that... But every broke dick person in my family would be screaming at me, like, Why could you? you please fucking help us? Just do it at the role, dude. You don't understand. My heart is in theater, an independent film. No, but here. Fuck you. Just fucking take it. Just do it. I told you when you were a kid, the crust is the best part of the pizza. I know you were lying to me. That's like saying the filter is the best part of a cigarette. Ugh, it's just not true. It's disgusting. You it. normally break the filters off. Yeah, like a man. <laughs> <laughs> like a man with a death wish. I hate breathing. Simeon, uh, Fred. I haven't been around him all day. He's the one person who hasn't annoyed me. Oh. He's just... I don't want you to feel bad about annoying me, Hicks. I feel bad. But that whole thing that you did about keep saying that you wanted to make each body of water bigger and bigger, it eventually gave me a headache. All right. Fred, I know that you're not a big cookie eater. 
No. Do you no, even I think can't they, eat these giant cookies. Could you even eat one? I could try. Technically, there are two cookies in one, so... Three, three. if you want to be fucking absolute. Yeah. Now, I'd say that the guys are even, and I kind of feel like it's cheating that Fez ate a a pill. Yeah, it's cheating. Bullshit. Yeah, you should get by a natural ability. That's like a performance enhancing drug. He's doping. That's not fair. It's not making room in my stomach. Yeah, but but my plan... it down. My plan was that you were going to go into diabetic shock and not be able to eat so many cookies. Why don't you do this? Just eat the rinds for fucking Hicks, because it looks (laughs) like you like the rinds. These rinds are great. Yeah. I like the middle the best. And... Uh, uh, tell Hans to take his fucking thumb off of line one. Take him to tell him to take his fucking thumb off of it. Thanks, Andy in Pittsburgh. Go ahead. Hey Ronnie. Hey, I wanted to uh, wanted to point out Ray Liotta filmed Goodfellas and then went on to do Men and Women Two. Uh, Andy, did he win the fucking Oscar for Goodfellas? He should have. No, he did not. You're wrong. There was an Oscar winner in Goodfellas. It was Mr. Joe Pesci, who barely works anymore. The last movie I think he did was he was uh, the Bunny Ranch, like the first. And I haven't order. even seen that. I heard it was really bad. Who are you hearing it from? Internets. Mm. That's the last thing I saw him do. All right, let me read some of the stuff people wrote it right in. I was thinking of how Marissa Tomei wiped her ass with her Oscar, but she actually had better movies after the Oscar than the movie that won her the Oscar. Then I started thinking about Marissa Tomei's ass. Uh, Coffee Cup says Gwyneth Paltrow follows Shakespeare in Love with Bounce, Duets, and Shallow How. Come on, man. Funk that. Uh, Good points all the way around. Even though, to be totally honest... I wasn't the world's biggest fan of Shakespeare in Love. And I know that this isn't the right room to say that in. Mm, I mean, this is basically the Shakespeare in Love Appreciation Society. Better watch what you say around Shakespeare Appreciation Society. Um, you're You're that big into it. Oh, yeah, I love Shakespeare. Do you realize that it was never really a Shakespeare film, though, right? They just well, had the character of Shakespeare. Yeah, he didn't actually have anything to do with it because he's, he's been dead. So he, he said, take my name off of this. <laughs> I don't want anything to do, do with it. Do you really this. like Shakespeare? Yeah, I like some Shakespeare. I like a, probably Othello is probably my favorite Shakespeare play. It's also a great board game for the kids. I also really like the game, too. <laughs> it's, it's really fun to play. No, we're playing the Shakespeare Othello. Well, I should invite people over and then give them parts. <laughs> um, let me uh, go over here. Louis Gossett Jr. follows up Officer and, and a Gentleman with Jaws 3D. A lot of people made the Jaws problems. Uh, and then here's another director. Uh, Michael Cimino uh, went from Deer Hunter to Heaven's Gate. <laughs> Deer Hunter, he wins the Oscar for... To a film that's considered the worst or biggest box office dud of all time. One of them, at least. Seven hours long or something? It was was about three and a half hours. Didn't it make all those people kill themselves? No, that was a different Heaven's Heaven's Gate. But you know what? I see that all the guys on the show are trying to aggravate me today. I'm not. And that you're now part of it. If I had a fucking name for you right now, Fred, it would be Baby Hicks. Okay. Fez, how are you doing? You just finished your what? Third? Um, I'm halfway through my third. Hmm. 
for some reason, these things look more like dumplings than cookies. That's right. Because I know people are thinking, these guys can only eat three cookies. We're talking about giant uh, pastry cookies. So like six inches across. That's a lie from that Cuba Gooding Jr. movie. That would have been a Mark Zito movie. I'm actually not even going with a mean thing someone wrote about Mark Zito. I won't be a part of that. Thank you. Um, Creepy Craig uh, was very, very confused about thinking that Peter Sellers won for Dr. Strange Love, and he did not. Nope. Um, it drives me nuts. Just drives me nuts that people don't know what the hell the bit's about or what they're doing. Come on. You're posting on the internet. At least you can check it out. Yes, you've got the internet to do it on. Fred, how's things going down in your life? I see you're slowly gumming a cookie. Yeah. Are you able to stay with that? Mm, it's getting kind of difficult. <sighs> it's great because you watching you eat is like watching the elderly. That You just sit there and just... It hurts to eat, but you keep trying. It does. It hurts to get it all down into the stomach part. Uh, what's going on in your life? Is there something you wanted to talk about? Where's your passion out today? Where's my passion? Yeah. Is there something that you had up on the wire? Um, I'm excited about uh, community coming back. Oh, you're one of those people. You're a yeah. big fan of community. You know, we were just sitting and talking all morning with Camarino that almost every project that he's done, people hope it comes back. This is one of those things people don't want to die. And it looked like for a while that it was dead because they put it on hiatus. And that pretty much means the show will probably be dead. Um, and the community is back. Well, they were lucky because the... The shows that followed them did even worse, so there was no reason to leave them off. Yeah. It's just that no one wants to wa watch NBC. I don't know. They have some really great comedies on right now. I, that's pretty much the only thing they have going for them And right yet now, they get crushed. I don't understand it. They These get are... crushed by um, the Two and a Half Men Night. Big the, Bang Theory. Yeah, Big Bang the, Theory. The Chuck Lorre Mike shows. and Molly. The, the only thing they have working out is like The Voice and Smash, right? Smash is already not working out. It's just The Voice. And then that'll get worse once the chairs turn around. People like it better until the chairs turn around. Then they're like, well, this blows. The chairs, they know everybody. They're really pushing awake now, too. Um, but that hasn't come out yet. No, that's March 1st. It's pretty good. Have you seen it? Yeah. All right, I'm going to wait to see it. The pilot's uh, available online. Evan, you're on my Fez. Hey there, Ron. Uh, how about Daniel Day-Lewis, someone who's surprisingly choosy with his movies, doing nine after There Will Be Blood? You know what? I can't fucking bust his balls for nine. No, I thought it was like an experimental thing that just didn't work out. It certainly wasn't a hack piece to do. You know, he tried to do like a big musical and do something weird, and it just didn't work for him. But it's not the same as doing a film where you're on an all-gay cruise and a Swedish tanning team shows up. Control your heart on, Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, Marty, you're on the Run of Fez show. Marty! Uh, hey, boys, how's it going? Good. Uh, how about. Uh, I was just trying Billy to do the Bob Back Thornton. to the Future. Billy Bob Billy Thornton Bob went Thornton, from Sling Blade to. Armageddon. Well, you know, he won the Oscar as a uh, writer. Uh, 
not as an actor. And then I don't think he's ever really written anything again. Wow. It's hard to keep writing once you make money, because writing is the hard part. A lot of that comes from like a, a, a place of like, I need to do this. And then once you have money and you have security, you're like, why would yeah. I need to write? Like, once you, yeah, this? once you have a giant house with a pool that goes, that's just wrapped around the house. If you write a story about my giant pool, I don't know. Do you think people want to hear about that? <laughs> See, that would be interesting. That's when, I always call that the follow-up album that a band will have like a really big album and then the next album is about how hard it is to be on the road and when your fans don't understand you. You're like, oh, now you've lost us. We fucking got you in the, the album before this because you sounded and thought like us. You the following hungry. album is how difficult it is to have to catch planes and being different cities being blown by groupies. It just It's hard, dude. When the groupies just start blowing you. You're like, what? wait, I can't relate. How are we doing? Let's get a cookie update. Fez? I'm just about done with the third. Uh, Hicks? I'm about to go into a third. So you're just starting your third. Yeah. Zeitz? I have two completed cookies. Wow. Yeah. So you're in second place. But here's what I noticed about you guys. You don't have the slow and steady attitude of Mr. Watley. No, it's just Gorge. I, <laughs> I, I get tired a little I bit. I want to tap. Gorge I feel can. very bad. <laughs> feel not good. Eat fucking eat another cookie. Who made these cookies? Um, uh, Darren and Girl Hicks did. Which one of them? Girl Hicks. Good. Because when a man bakes cookies for other men, that means he's dosed them. Uh-oh. Oh, fuck. They're not Wait, these aren't dosed? Why are, I, why are I eating them? Have you ever eaten any non-dosed food before in I, your life? I know, too. <laughs> You're hurting, too? Yeah. I I don't know if I was officially in the contest, but if I was, I'd be tapping out right now. <laughs> I mean, you have like a third of a cookie? We just think one. it's funny to see you eat any food. The I don't know whether you've seen the pictures online of the little kid with the heart on the outside of his chest, but when Fred eats food... It looks like uh, the food is on the outside of his stomach because he just pushes through. Yeah, it's uh, a good strategy is to sort of be really messy so that, you know, fractions of it are just crumbling everywhere. So you don't have to eat as much. You just throw it places besides your face. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's like a, like a Muppet would eat food. <laughs> Muppets aren't real. Yeah, they don't eat food. I know. That's that. Yeah, that's why when you see them try and eat something, it just goes everywhere because it's got nowhere to go because they're not real. You feel like you're telling us stuff that we don't know. Wait. I mean, maybe if you were breaking secrets for four-year-olds, this would be a great show. Wait. Hey, hey, it's called Kids Truth with UCB Fred. First of all, kids, welcome. He just likes out a cigarette. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the straight shit, the shit you're not getting from your parents. Uh, let's start this off with tooth fairies. <clears throat> Talk about some bullshit. No! That's your parents going in there, replacing a baby tooth with a buck. Oh, no. Straight shit for four-year-olds with UCB Fred. He'd love hosting a show for kids. Here's another part. You ever notice you can't see the bottom of a Muppet? Yeah. yeah That's because there's a fucking person down there. Oh, the whole what? thing is fake. They have feet? 
but there's vo- sounds coming out. It's like voice. Sesame Street, or what it should be called, Sesame Soundstage, is just that, folks. Wait, it's on a real block. It's a TV York. studio filled with Hollywood liberal actors oh. trying to bullshit you about the importance of numbers and being nice to each other. Fuck that show, then. <laughs> All right, let's move into the Easter Bunny. Okay, well, what's wrong with the Easter Bunny? A giant rabbit yeah. bringing you chocolate and eggs? How's this one even make sense? <laughs> well, it's, it's, this is a real mind fuck. It's, you know, celebrate the Easter Bunny and Easter. Make it sound it like what is the celebration of Easter? What does Easter represent? <sighs> Jesus coming back. Jesus coming back as a zombie. So why would a giant fucking bunny uh, get eggs and candy and then hide it for you because us kids like candy <laughs> yes symbol you like candy <laughs> what what does it symbolize uh it symbolizes uh like a giant resurrection yeah it's That's actually funny. just the opposite it comes from a pagan holiday okay. and of course the rabbits and eggs what would rabbits and eggs normally represent Food. Fucking. Fertility. Fucking is exactly right. So the pagans were saying, it's spring, it's time to fuck, it's, you know, it's time for life to start again, to renew, plant, fuck, do everything, the winter's yeah. over, because, you know, they used to actually do things in terms with the seasons. Mm-hmm. But most of the people had to say, look, during a long winter like that, you don't need to remind me to fuck. <laughs> That's been taken care of. Now, this winter, much to Hicks's bullshit chagrin, hasn't even been a winter. No, it hasn't been cold. It was cold for like three days in January, and then it just got mild again. It's, it's insane how warm it is. It doesn't feel I right. think it's going to be almost 60 degrees today. It doesn't make any fucking it's sense. Currently Everyone's in short sleeves. It's the end of February. Let's get some fucking snow on the ground. The fuck? Uh, Jerry Barkey is going to be in to talk uh, hockey with us a little later on. Of course, we're going to talk hockey because it's NBA All-Star time. So let's talk a little hockey. You a hockey fan at all, Hicks, growing up in New York? Some, someone of a Rangers fan. They, the last time they won, I was a little kid. I was like, yeah, Rangers. Well, a good chance they could win this year. They're having a great year. All right, I'll fucking jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> Why don't you get, as you call it, your fucking Halloween mask, put that on and pretend you're a goalie. <laughs> Oh, it looks like out. everybody stopped their cookie eating now, huh? I need a fourth, and if Hans Bananas could just grab me a water, please. Fez Watley going into his fourth cookie. Christ almighty. Uh, now, these cookies are a giant chocolate chip, and inside of that, a peanut butter cookie, and inside of that, an Oreo. The perfect food for a diabetic like Mr. Watley. Now, you say the reason why this doesn't bother you, Fez, is because you eat a pill. Yeah, I've taken my diabetes pill, and that's going to help regulate the sugar that's uh, going into my system. Mm. So there's performance-enhancing drugs. Exactly. How is that performance-enhancing, though? Because if he didn't take it, he would lapse into a coma and possibly die. His performance. So, right, but let's suppose... It's just making my blood sugar the same as yours. It's a level playing field. If he played 
in the NFL, he'd be able to take diabetes medicine. But they don't, like, eat in the NFL. That's not part of it. It's they so, all eat before, you know, they've well, got to eat food. Carbs so Eli Manning shouldn't be allowed to wear his extra giant helmet. No, he should have to wear a regulation size helmet like everyone no, else. No, he doesn't. He's allowed to protect his fucking health. I think Watley's come up with a, a certain thing. And here's the thing. You guys are all fucking welcome to take diabetes medicine. Fez has plenty. I got more. Yeah. If you want, we'll put some of that stuff in your thigh. Oh, Jesus. I still worry, Fezzy, I've got galipicide, man. That you're all up, you know, you're, you're leading this. It doesn't look like anyone's going to be able to come back against you. Oh. And yet you're still, ta- you're still eating, despite the fact that you're diabetic. Well, it doesn't feel like a comfortable enough lead. Or do you have to romp? Is is winning not enough for you, and you have to destroy the other person? Run up the cookie yeah. score. There's such a thing as sportsmanship. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, come I on. I mean, now. really? Come on, man. I mean, seriously. I mean, just think about it for a moment. Did you talk any improv with Ken Marino today? Uh, not really. I didn't get to talk to Mr. Marino. Fortunately, he wanted to talk to you, but he did. Zeta was all over his ass. Zeta, why don't you let him handle the people because he'd like to, you know, leave his resume with people. I feel like that wouldn't look overly professional. You think it's professional to make a person gassy before it mess? Well, yeah. I I didn't know his his gastrointestinal situation when you he was should if you want to really be a producer. Yeah. Remember, break it down. It's pro. I guess I should know about his shit if I was really a producer. That's disgusting to even say. Um, Joe, you're on my face. Hey, I got uh, an actor that shit all over his Oscar, uh, F. Murray Abraham. He well, did uh, Amadeus. He got the Oscar for Amadeus. And then he did a movie called Mobsters, which got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, he does belong on there, but almost like it isn't his choice. Somebody had put him up uh, and then said, because of the way he looked, no one else even wanted him again. And I kind of felt bad about that, because he is a strong actor. He's great um, in Scarface. Yeah, but that was before Amadeus. And by great, it means being fucking hung from a helicopter. Well, he was a fucking rat. What do you expect Sosa to do? I don't even believe that, though. Wow. Fucking Sosa made that whole fucking story up. Jesus. Uh, Max, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, it's Matt. Um, doesn't matter, though. Hey, did you guys actually witness Fez taking his, uh, his pill? Because I really hope that he's not trying to win this race and, uh, you know, actually doing a public suicide in front of you guys. Fez, please promise me that you took the pill, bro. Yeah, took the pill. What if Bud Dwyer just ate a bunch of cookies? <laughs> That's what he did. That'd be a really long press conference for it to get to him. <laughs> I don't know whether we should have somebody watch Fez eat his uh, medication all day. Probably. I'm not a nurse, man. At some point, I want to feel like we can trust him. I think we can trust him with the pills. Should I break him in half? Do you have a pill box? Yes. He also has a pill box hat. What a little... Makes me look like I have bangs. What a little fat pink pill you have here. What's that for, Fez? That is the blood pressure and uh, keep the heart um, beating at the right speed. And then you've got little quarters of this Valium-type pill. What is that? That's the diabetes medicine. That's the galipicide. 
And why do you take them in quarters? Because sometimes um, one, a whole one is like too much and I drop too quick. So I take them in halves. Well, your life is just a fucking nightmare. Remember what to take and when, huh? And then you got your insane in the membrane fucking pills? Like crazy person pills? Uh, need some more crazy man, uh, man pills. <laughs> Sounds like you shouldn't get crazy man pills. Like you ran out of them, pills. or... He's just trying to match. Are you out of them, or are you not taking them now? No, I'm not taking them. Oh, boy, he's off his medication. Uh, uh, get all those oh sharp cookies out of the room. Oh, boy. Uh, there is, uh, were dozens dead in Buenos Aires. Bugs? Uh-oh. I hope not. Asteroids? Uh, it's a uh, train. Well, apparently, the bugs whacked us, Johnny. Oh, God, the fuck? It's got B.A. Uh, it's B.A. It's home. I have no reason oh, to Oh, Johnny, back. it's home. Okay. <sighs> that fucking movie was 600 off. injured. Jesus wow. Christ. Jesus. Was it public transportation or was it? No, it's private trains. Private trains. Just uh, people's know, personal trains that they go in and out of their driveways with. Lord, hop on what, my train. Uh, what's the, what, what, what are you doing? You're a journalist now? You're trying to get information? Yeah. Real quick, is this public transportation? <laughs> oh, I can't even see these fucking pictures. You know, when you get in a train, you feel like you're safe. Yeah. It's, it's, you know it's not taking any unnecessary turns anywhere you're going on one track you don't expect anybody to pull out in front of you nope. you're just fucking on a train there shouldn't be any traffic you know it's not like there's gonna be any way to the only traffic i want is in my headphones i like to say because <laughs> you just fin finished fourth or finishing fourth mm -hmm. fuck Hicks, where are you? Um, I enjoy a cookie. Two and a half. I didn't know that you liked it. I, I thought do. that you hated cookies. I love them. Two and a half. Fez is uh, starting his Lent by trying to eat more than ever before. So <laughs> he's Cut out everything else. Some kind of anti-Lent that he's on where he's eating the, the sweets that most people don't have. Do you ever try to like do Lent when you were a kid and you're like, I'm giving up asparagus and your mom's like, no fucking no. way, dude. You yeah, gotta please. meet me halfway here. I'm I, giving up taking up the trash every day. Taking up the trash? Where taking did you live trash. in a fucking missile valley? Silo. Oh. <laughs> a missile silo. Well, I'm going above ground. <laughs> um, Mike, in New Mexico, you're on Manifest. Hey guys, what's up, man? Any business. Hey, stay off the stay off the fucking brain pills. I mean, I got off of them about six months ago, dude. I finally feel like a human being. All that shit does is take away your emotion. And uh, self medicated for like thirty eight years with you know you know what, just anything you could find, and then get on that shit and try to figure out who I am. I I, I didn't know who I was until I was forty four years old, man. Stay off that shit, dude. And and quit going to fucking therapy too. Just fucking. Be a human for a little bit. I'm out. The Advice Show. Even when Fez is having a winning day by eating a lot of fucking cookies, he still has to take this kind of shit. That sounded like possibly the worst advice call we've ever gotten. <laughs> uh, they, you could all line them up as a tie as far as I'm concerned. And I don't think that the calls are so bad as the people listening to the calls are just awful. Us. 
Oh. No. We're well, great. We yeah, can't be helped. We're awesome. What are you talking about? We're good people. I don't know if I would say that we were good people. <laughs> A lot of complaints just about the amount of lip smacking that's going on during today's show. We're getting some cookies here. Fez is trying to say directly on mic during his... Um, are you going to start coasting now, Fez? Yeah, I think I will. I figured I could eat five of these beasts. Oh. So I'm finishing up four now, and I don't think anyone's close to me. So, uh, you know, maybe I can get another one. I'll pace it myself It sounds like you've one. got some of it in your sinuses. That as it's going on, he's starting to talk like he's full everywhere. So and I up. know he's keeping something behind his front teeth. Oh, no. I don't know what it is. But he keeps that like a cookie garage. Don't, don't say something. <laughs> Just swallow it all. Just get it all down. Yeah. Come on. He's kind of chipmunky about this. <laughs> oh. I ain't storage. There's enough. You don't need to save it in your mouth. It'll yeah, be winter. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> we know that you're going to be uh, fucking fine, Fez. That you fine, could, Mr. Grasshopper. You, that you can spend the rest of your winter without these giant cookies and be okay. You don't know that. Where are the kids at? Are they going to come in and say hi to us? Uh, Girl Hicks and Goodbye Darren. And we could write their theme song. Let's play their theme song. We Goodbye Horace's theme song. They both like to dance around naked to it over top of a dog pit. What? <laughs> Well, they have strangers in the fucking pit, and they fucking wash them off. Trying to get them to eat less so that they can cut their back fat into a nice fucking dress for themselves. Yeah. Up on the uh, iBank today, there's a very, very uh, funny Jonathan Ames bit. Did you see this? I watched it last he's night. He's really fucking funny. Drunk and funny. I love it that he's all fucked up. And... UCB Fred just lost the seat, and that'll teach you a fucking lesson, Fred. We don't play games here. You beat it, Fred. Girl Hicks, these six, uh, these sick, disgusting cookies are yours? Yes, they're mine. Now, what happened to you that you thought you needed a four cookies in one? I found a recipe for um, an Oreo in peanut butter cookie, and... Mm -hmm. He said, why don't we put a chocolate chip cookie around it, too? So I did. Genius. <laughs> Goodbye, Darren, now, is being called genius by Fez. <laughs> uh, I was thinking that you could have also put a mellow cup at the very bottom of that. <laughs> that would be good. Um, you guys are the new age couple, as you know. And it's one of those things where Darren is dating over his head. Obviously. So, yeah. Is that a pressure situation for you, Darren, or are you glad that you don't it? Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. I always try to aim for the stars, so. You know what's great? When she finally does dump you, then yeah. now have that thing that follows you around for the rest of your life. The comparison. When I talk to young people, like, I go, try to date the worst people you can in high school. <laughs> Just because you don't want to date the great girl in high school. That's a fucking mistake. You're going to fuck that up. Yeah, Guaranteed. you're going to fuck it up. You're going to yeah. fuck it up. And then you're going to spend the rest of your life checking out her Facebook. <laughs> oh, man. Where, luckily for me, 
I dated a bunch of Irish Catholic girls, so if I hear a twig snap, I jump. Like, <laughs> they're fucking coming after me, and they have information. Because, you know, you are going to fuck it up because you can't do all the things you can do in a relationship. No. Early on. No, obviously. Yeah, hell no. And then, even if you stay with her, you're going to get divorced, and then you're going to fucking... It's just going to be even... It's going to be bad. I, I had this uh, thought last night, and everybody can jump into this. Uh, by the way, a Girl Hicks and Goodbye Darren, the number one retweeters uh, that we have right now. Thank you. Um... I like to call them the Liz Sets Fire of Retweeters. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping that catches on. I don't know whether it will or not. All right. The celebrities are with a lot of women. We would all agree to that, right? Actors, sports stars, get all rock star. Yeah. And they, with all different kinds of women. Doesn't matter, yeah. So now you got to think to yourself, what percentage... Of American women have slept with a celebrity because there's got to be well we know supposedly there's 20,000 women who said that they slept with Wilt Chamberlain when he put that out alone Bill Wyman is supposedly slept with 10,000 plus women just because he will never you know just when I say slept with no one sleeps it's like you get to come in for your five to ten minutes you're out the next one's in for five to ten minutes. Yeah, that's right. So, Hicks, what fucking percentage? It's 27%. 27%? One in four. More, slightly more than one in four. Stuck with someone you can classify as a celebrity. Now, that's so fucked up for the non-celebrity guys of the world. <laughs> <laughs> that 25% of the men in the world, because eventually... These women don't end up with a celebrity. They end up with a regular guy. And then you would actually have to say, uh, they're watching TV, and there's David Lee Roth, and then he just fucking turns and stares at her. Like, you fucking happy? You fucking proud of yourself? Your one-nighter is on TV. Yeah. Here, and then he's just like grabbing shit. the back of her head, trying to force her to look. Look at him! You fucking, why not look at him? And the kids are crying. You love him, right? <laughs> Why else would you have done that? <laughs> the kids are crying. I don't care about the kids. Why would you hurt me? Look, that might be your real dad. <laughs> but, but you can't blame these women because if you're in Iowa, right? You're in Iowa. That's right. And better than Ezra shows up in town. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're going to get laid. Fuck yeah, they're going to tear know, it up. Because the girls in Iowa are like, holy shit. Someone has come out of that box, and I get to sleep with them. So I, the women will fall for this, only because, and you know this, Darren, women can't be trusted. They have hard. <laughs> I've been saying it for years. Yes, <laughs> they have hard is. rock like hearts that are different from a human heart. Just cold. Who's that, Higgs? This is better than Ezra. Okay, so that's them. They're so fucking. Those three up. guys could fucking nail everybody today, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. In Iowa. Oh, they'll fucking destroy. So you're going 27%. Zito, I know you think about such things, and your dream is to actually be with a, a celebrity woman. That would be ideal. That way, then you can feel bad about yourself when she says, uh, you wouldn't like this party. 
This is for our type people. Okay, well... What percentage of women do you think have slept with celebrities? Because the men who have slept with female celebrities, much smaller fucking thing. Well, it depends on how we're classifying celebrity. Celebrated people. <laughs> like local newscaster famous? I think that would work to some extent. Yes, I mean, when you're in... Yeah, a local newscaster, oddly enough, and in that town might be a bigger celebrity than anyone else. I'm going to say... I'm, I'm going to say 30%. 30%? One in three? All right. Well, because here's how I'm seeing it. Like, <laughs> One out of every three women is tainted by celebrity people. Well, I'm assuming that, like, let's say you take an average town. There's radio stations. There's television stations. They all have hosts. Newspaper writers, I would even put in there. They're all fucking people. I, also, I know. I get you. I also want to point this out. That Hicks said 27%, but he was then shocked by the 30%. That's right. <laughs> He's crossed some fucked up threshold. Um, now, with TV hosts, are you including the TV maitre d' in this? Oh! Well, yes, he would be a celebrity in New England, southern New England. There's no doubt about it. He's a celebrated man there. Uh, Jacob, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, how's it going? Good. Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, please don't, caller. please do not fucking waste my time with dumb stuff. Hey, I know you hey, have a point. On. I just want to point out that Iowa is not full of a bunch of fucking nobody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I got to represent for Iowa. I was actually heading back to work, and I heard you say Iowa. I was getting all pumped up, and then I thought, fuck, man, do we have to be the dumping ground? No. What I was trying to say. Is from there. I was. I. I. I'm not even talking about the people via. I'm saying if you're a young girl who lives in Iowa, and less than Jake is coming to town, and you have the opportunity to go to a party with those guys, you will do it. Now, less than Jake probably can't get fucking laid in L.A. They can't get laid in fucking New York, but in Iowa they're going to do pretty good for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why people will go out and do dinner theater. Less than Jake shouldn't be able to get laid in fucking L.A. Good. But they do get laid in Iowa. And then there's girls going like this, like, don't let him know, but one night I slept with less than Jake. <laughs> All of them. And don't even bring that. Now, if a less than Jake song plays, or that one less than Jake song plays, he screams at me and pushes my face into the speakers. Um... <clears throat> Let's go over here to Jason. You're on my face. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if uh, Good Boy or Fat Jesus count as celebrities. Oh, First of all, on. I don't like Jesus to steal Christ. fucking stuff from other. This is not Top 40 Radio, where it's, hey, hey, if you steal it from us, you steal it twice. <laughs> and then I'm going, even that fucking bit is stolen, you fucking hacks. Even that's not yours. Uh, Fez Wally, I'm going to ask you this because you've slept with a lot of people. None. <laughs> Not a single person. Not one person. No. You worried you won't get your penis back? Is that what it is? <laughs> is that the big thing? Not until now. Once you put it in someplace, it won't come back to you? So, there's no celebrity that was ever able to, to turn your head? No, no, none that uh, took, yeah, took me to bed. Okay, that's even more blunt. <laughs> um... No celebrity that fucked me. My <laughs> God, that is. No one that's ever squeezed semen. 
out of my cockpipe. <laughs> we were naked. So you do get it. You know what we're talking about. Absolutely. I still it, understand. Brought it down to a level that you, even your cookie brain can comprehend <laughs> right now. I know the sugar has got you rushing. You're keeping that fucking table from floating away, which I love. He's doing a thing right now where he's actually pushing down. Oh, no. Just in case gravity stops working. Wouldn't it be funny if gravity stopped working and we all floated up except for Fez, who's already locked in? Who was prepared. <laughs> By the way, I had the subway platform thing downstairs when I came in today. It is the... Biggest nightmare of my life. And I actually said to the people, and they're like, oh, can you believe these elevators? I go, it's because of you people. <laughs> yeah, you're the ones all you fucking universal NBC people are the pieces of garbage shit. Yeah. They're all going to your floor. Everyone in this fucking hallway is going to your floor, so it's not your problem. It's fucking ours. I actually said to him, I wish there was a racist name for NBC <laughs> that I could call you. Cox? Like peacocks? Um... <laughs> And some of those assholes actually now go from like 19 to yeah. 24, so they'll take the local line. They'll mm -hmm. turn my express into a local. It's a nightmare. All right, since you got everything, you understand it. What percentage of women have slept with a celebrity? I am going to go lower than Hicks. I'm going to say 12%. What are you basing that upon? Um, just the fact that not all when we go by all women you really have to uh that would be a hundred percent yeah you yeah you really have to uh discount the women that just aren't going to have access to celebrities they're now, not even in a town where a concert's going to come to what what towns don't concerts come to within 50 or 100 miles i mean some people have to drive to concerts but they'll get there and then immediately, because this would never dawn on a fucking man. Like, I went to see Fiona Apple. And then I didn't think to myself, now that the concert's over, I should fucking wait outside the door in case she wants me to go down on her. <laughs> That's the fucking difference between men and women. I did not even think to myself, perhaps I could uh, give some kind of service to this great entertainer. I bet she'd really like that. Yeah, it doesn't. We don't think that way. Women think that way immediately. Or perhaps I'll have to go down on her tour manager, <laughs> and then the bus driver before I'll eventually, with my sore jaw, take care of Ms. Apple. Um. Uh oh. What cookie are you going into? This is my third. I'm still way behind. All right. By the way, Pat from Monaki has already written in to say, and I believe we can do this. Do you think Fez? Can make the cookie say cat. So, <laughs> there's just as much a chance as that as the cat saying uh, cookie. Uh, Tony in Iowa. Tony, go ahead. Yeah, NBC, uh, no black celebrities. Well, okay, thanks. Uh, um, I can't yell at them, though. It's, yeah, it's, no black celebrities. What? I just hate them all. Yeah, they're all scumbags. It doesn't matter what time of night you're going down, leaving here, it's fucking, it stops in three, those three floors. Mm. Every fucking them. elevator ride. There's six fucking elevator banks. How much traveling can be doing in her office And they well, have wait, I, wait, hold on. Christ. I, there's a new word now. What is it? <laughs> Inter-officely. Wow. I don't think you're allowed to use stairs here. You're not allowed to go from one. 
We're not allowed to open up the stairway doors anywhere. We tried to do that after the earthquake. Yeah. Today I actually saw the stairs for the first time ever. Well, what are they like? Um, they're gray, oh. kind of industrial looking, and they just go on for 36 floors. Let's go shoot dice in it. I don't know. He's a fine comedian and he does his best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going way low based on the fact that you think most women aren't even going to have the chance. Most women aren't going to have the chance, and then you also have to include all the senior women who, in their day, weren't going to have access to celebrities the oh, way that today's oh, women did. <clears throat> Bob Hope toured, and Bob Hope got blown. Yeah, he beat that <laughs> shit up. It is finally good to talk to Girl Hicks, because this is like if Hicks was a girl. <laughs> and that's why you have that name. Give me the percentage-wise, and I'm not going to ask you whether you've been with a celebrity or not. I'm going to assume yes. I'm going to say 20. 20%? 20%, yeah. So everything that we've said here, you agree with. It's just a matter of percentile. Uh, I also think it has to do with someone's personality, but um, of that 20%, 75 of them are, like, actively looking for it, I think. Actively looking <laughs> yeah. for celebrities. Yeah. Wow. That makes sense. I mean, if given the choice, I would actively pursue a celebrity versus a normal person. Well, give me the who would be the like realistically. Yeah, I think I could maybe hook up with like a reality star. Um, which one? Like, which one do you feel like you could take a run out and get someone that was voted off early? Yeah, like not anyone on Jersey Shore, like an actually famous reality show. No, like, you couldn't get Snooky. Somebody like oh, off no, Survivor, no. or some one of those shows on like the, on the channel nobody really watches. Elizabeth Hasselbeck, you'll get her. No, she's you'll never too get religious. Her. No, no way. You'll never get her. She's only been with one man, and then that's it. She's that thing has been becked, Hasselbecked. <laughs> I also feel like maybe like a game show contestant. Like if somebody was on Jeopardy, I, think I don't that consider that a celebrity. Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings was on it for a fucking year and a half. Yeah, yeah. He's celebrated. Out of a thirty-year run, there's one guy we know. You think? But I would even say that about most uh, uh, these people. Even when you do a reality show, you're not a celebrity anymore. Particularly like three months after it. Yeah. So you really got to hit him in that window. Yeah. You for that fucking time. I mean now. I don't know if you're a celebrity for being on Survivor. I haven't. I don't know who the fuck's on that show. I mean, if we had to say how many fucking winners of Survivor can you mention? Which one of you guys feels like strong enough that you would win the fucking thing? Because I know I wouldn't put I my own. I know one. I, I think. I, I, yeah, I, I think I could go a, a little ways. I could. Could, too. could you win it, Fez? Yeah, I could win it. All right, ready? Don't take any medication. I want to give you <laughs> sixty seconds, Fez. To name as many celebrity uh, survivor winners as you can. Go. Uh, Richard Hatch. Boston Rob. Uh, Amber. Alert. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> That's three. The show's had 18 fucking different seasons. Uh, I thought I knew more than this. Okay. Uh, Ethan. Ethan, the soccer player. By the way, he doesn't know any of the rest of their last names. Ethan Zahn. Ethan, I know that yeah. one. Oh, uh, Boston Rob's wife won. Amber. <laughs> that doesn't count. You can't Jenna. Well, who's Amber, then? Amber's from a different uh, season. Another one yeah. of the winners was that guy related to that person. 
All right, that's your yeah. 60 seconds. Yeah. A girl Hicks, who did he miss? Um, you got Jenna. Um, Sophie won last season. Sophie's not even a real name. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think. Ozzy never won it. Ozzy? Yeah, Ozzy. I, I like He's in Black him. Sabbath. <laughs> um, I think you have to win it like more than once anymore. You have to be a repeat winner to gain any sort of notoriety. Um, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That You guys watch the shows and you don't even know them. That can't be a celebrity. My mom would be able to name them all. She watches that show like religiously. <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> I think that would make her mom a celebrity if she could name all the winners. <laughs> if she did it on the right show. Um... Let's go over here to our buddy, the Candyman. Candyman. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Are you including uh, athletes in this conversation? Absolutely. They're celebrities. All right. So I think the percentage is probably even closer, like, between 30 and 40%, because look at, uh, like, college and minor league sports where they are located and women trying to hook onto one of these guys as a way out. So I think oh, yeah. the is a lot higher. Yeah, I I'm tend to... Uh, agree with you, particularly since we added in local celebrities. Yeah. It's a fuckfest. College athletes, do you count sure, those? Sure, I do. I do think that Andrew Luck is a celebrity right now. I agree. And I'm hoping that he breaks his neck, too. <laughs> so then I can say to her, say, now you're so fucking happy, you just have a younger broken neck. Um, uh, Brian, you're on a fez. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you said that uh, Bob Hope was getting blown down um, all the time. Very, very much. Some Most of the time yeah. when he went on stage and when he got off. Yeah, but our President of the United States said that a blowjob is not sex. Is it, Brian? I don't know. The kids are saying it's not. I uh, think it is. Yeah, I agree with you. I'll ask Girl Hicks, is it? Yeah. Did you give goodbye, Darren, your list? My list of... <laughs> Your past list. No. No. I, wait, did I? Yeah, I guess I did. It's kind of a short list. Is it a short list? <laughs> yeah. Is it just a short list for your neighborhood? Or is it a short list? <laughs> you don't understand. In my neighborhood, this is fucking amazingly good. It's amazingly good. Um, Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, Zito is talking about uh, hooking up with reality show celebs. I think he's got a good shot with either the American Pickers guys or possibly, even though he's dead, uh, Jeff Conaway. Um, I also think one of those VH1 talking heads on those, like, I love the whatever shows, I think I could probably bang one of them. Um, that's possible. Also, what about, like, a Today Show guest but a reoccurring guest? Give me the person, and I'll let you know. I mean, are you saying like one of the doctors? No. Well, yeah, because I think the doctors or the celebrity chefs become celebrities. Uh, Bobby Flay might have started off as a chef, but that fucking TV made him into a celebrity. Okay. Um. So yes, if you become one of the doctors that comes in and you're doing the health stuff, yeah. What about the the chew? Everyone there. I believe that oh, yeah. if you're on the chew. You're definitely a celebrity. That's a national show. Even though I've never watched it, I've I know they're chewing stuff, times. right? Yeah, oh yeah, they're chewing. They're cooking. They're chewing. They're talking. Pretty much, you're being a celebrity if at some point you can turn to your friends and be like, "Let's watch this person I had sex with on TV." I agree. Bill, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Are we counting extras from HBO shows, people that have been with them? No, I think that you realize that when you're... Uh, there's a, a friend of mine in my neighborhood. She is dating somebody. So we looked up the IMDb on them. Mm-hmm. Great movies. All movies that we like. Yet, you've got to go to the third or fourth page on every IMDb <laughs> to follow him. So, no, he's not a celebrity. He has that opportunity, and she's sure hoping he makes it to celebrityhood, but he's not yet. Keep at it. A local stage actor. It depends if, if depends he's celebrated in that. Yes, that's very, very true. If he's celebrated in that area. Um, let's go over here to Jason. Jason, you're on the Run of Fed show. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's about 50% if you plug in all the... Uh the minor league hockey and baseball programs around, those guys are pigs. I'm trying Animals. to tell you right now. I'm now starting to believe it's 100%. <laughs> I'm starting to think that it's 100% by the time we get to this. Um, it is the Iran and Fez show. I, and I'm now even starting to wonder about this. Because you can become a YouTube celebrity. Oh, fuck yeah. That what? kid Fred was could be all of all sorts of pussy. Or... <laughs> Or the little midget who did Best Chester, Westchester. You know what I mean? Like, he came out, he was a regular guy. But you start getting a million, two million fucking hits, you're celebrating. Yeah, everyone's fucking seen it. Yeah. Evolution of Dance Guy? That yeah. guy's fucking rolling I mean, Charlie it. bit me right now. It's just probably getting so much fucking pussy, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and you would, like, if, if you had to say to your chick, like, when she gave you a list, you're like, you fucked Charlie bit me. That'd be worse than, like... Numerous other celebrities. You fucked Star Wars, kid? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, there was this, there was this fucking pig? Seriously. <laughs> what made him. you fuck the Star oh, Wars, I'm kid? I'm bring up the video right now. <laughs> there was a shitty documentary that was out, like, a couple years ago. I think Rockumentary. it was, like, American Teen or something. It followed these six teenagers through high school, but it was in theaters. And I found out that this girl I was with was working publicity for that movie and went on a couple dates with the, the fucking loser of that movie. And they didn't even fuck, and I was pissed off about it. Now, why were you angry about it? I was just like, oh, that guy's a fucking loser. I saw the movie. I know he's a douchebag. So that just ended it for you. It didn't, it, it didn't help. Definitely not. Um, let's go over here to uh, Anthony. You're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Um, my best friend from college, he had a girlfriend, and on, all of a sudden now, after college, she's on Say Yes to the Dress. That doesn't make her a celebrity, does it? Because I really don't want that rubbing in my face. First of all, I've never even heard the t- uh, the thing, but Zietz is uh, saying yes. What does say yes to the dress? Oh, I think that's just that I was more nodding that that oh. definitely makes her a celebrity. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it might not last. You know, I don't know the show. I have no clue what But that certainly, is. if a bunch of women go, oh my God, that, that's the say yes to the dress. Yeah, there. that's fucking amazing. But the definition yeah. of celebrity has just become so fucked. Like conceivably, that's there's, right. there's somebody out there that could have a like UCB Fred Tumblr. Like my favorite things about UCB Fred, because he's on the radio. He's does that make him a celebrity at that case? If one person, first of all, Fred will be a giant celebrity. So we don't even have to worry about it now, because it's going to happen, and the rest of us are going to be able to go like this. No, I swear to God, I worked with fucking UCB Fred. That's right. This is before. He was got that really bad sitcom. <laughs> God, don't you hate it? And then we'll just make up fucking lies like, yeah, he used to jerk off into a trash can every day and fucking <laughs> rub it in his hair. I tried to make him stop, but he just said I need to. 
Um, Getting jizzy with it is what he'd always say. Oh, God. <laughs> I bet Winnebago Man gets lots of fucking trim. <laughs> Matt, you're on my face. Hey, Ron. Um, I noticed that when uh, when Fez was running off the names of uh, of the winners of Survivor, he came up with three faster than when you asked him to name any book ever written. <laughs> Fez has dedicated his life to TV and not to literature. I've seen more Survivor episodes than I have read books. And you're proud of that? No, I'm just explaining it. Get the cookie to say cat. That's all I want right now. <laughs> cat. Get the cookie to say cat. 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 Hug. Mm. Let's go over here to uh, Mongo the Trucker. You're on Fez. Hey, guys. Uh, my mom said back in the 50s, when she was in college in Simmons College, she used to do her homework in the bleachers at Fenway. The players used to come up and try to pick up the girls. She said she went to dinner with Ted Williams uh, and a couple of other girls. Do you think uh, that led to something back in the 50s? She get a little deep dicking back then? No, I don't think so, but I do think she gave him a handy. I think, you're, <laughs> I think your mom jacked off the Splendid Splinter. I don't think there's any way. Arana, you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. I bet you choked up on it. <laughs> no, nothing. Fezzy's like, I know that's a sports term. Not the way he sees it. Oh. oh my god. Why do you let this fucking kid pwn you, Fez? Eat your cookie. <laughs> That's it? That's I've been watching him in the monitor. I haven't seen him take one bite, but he's taken three cookies in there. <laughs> I, I, I ate... I ate the third cookie. You're a cookie. fucking liar. You're a Presbyterian liar. I have the crumbs in the trash. I've been throwing them in the trash over here. The, not the cookies, the, the, the napkins. The crumbs are the on. food that you're supposed to be eating. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Um, let's go over here to uh, Stumpy. Stumpy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I gotta say, the percentage has gotta be pretty high. Just in my little group of people back at, you know, just out of high school, I knew two girls that actually got knocked up by two professional, you know, sports players. One by the Detroit Red Wings, one by the Detroit Tigers. I mean, they weren't like, you know, high-end guys, but they were on the team. So they actually had little, uh, Detroit babies. One of them did, one of them would say use the coat hanger. Okay, that's thanks for taking the 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 fucking bluntness of the word abortion out of it. And <laughs> we made it better. Yeah, you babied it down for us. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I think the percentage is pretty high too. Yeah, I think, I, I got exactly right with twenty seven percent. We're now thinking you're low. I I actually think it's a hundred percent. God damn. Because I've also included that guy in town that sells all the fucking SUVs. Everyone knows Come on him. down here! Look at this! I've got a giant bobcat! Woo! All the kids are getting hot dogs! Like, you ever notice, like, when they do those fucking commercials, there's no fucking sense into it all? No. There's... Look, here's a midget with sparklers! Woo! We're going crazy! I'm going broke every time I sell you an SUV! Um, it doesn't make sense. Everything that they fucking yell out. Sometimes they have catchphrases, though, which is the best part. There's this guy in Syracuse, I think his name was uh, Billy Fusillo. And, and he would just be, it's going to be huge. Oh, my God, that guy is so irritating. That, but that guy is in every town. He's just somebody else. But in every town, there's some kind of van or fucking really ridiculous recreational vehicle that no one fucking needs. And he's just screaming, and he comes out on an elephant. Like, I'm riding a giant elephant. Look at this. That's how much I want your business. 
Get off the fucking elephant, dude. <laughs> in, uh, in in New York, there's a local thing called Hillside Honda, mm -hmm. and they have just terrible commercials. that They use the same two people. It looks like the guy's niece and nephew. They just stick them in these commercials and just terrible acting. It's, it's like, so oh, Hillside bad. Honda. I just want to fucking buy a car from there. We, um, we used to be into this guy in Florida who... He, they sold fucking vehicles, pre-owned vehicles, and T-shirts. So you get really <laughs> funny T-shirts there or pre-owned vehicles. Uh, and it is that big fucking realtor uh, in every town. Is he a celebrity? The guy who buys up all the ad space. Yes, because everyone knows who he is. It's yeah. like, if you said, I fucked that person, like, oh, shit, you fucked that person. <laughs> You're an animal. It's like American Beauty. <laughs> You're a fucking animal. Yeah. And the weird thing is, the only reason why she did have sex with him, because his face was on a bus bench. There's no other fucking reason. <laughs> I recognize There's him. nothing that's in some towns that's the same as having an HBO special. He's the king. Doesn't fucking matter. All right, we got a break here. Uh... We're going to talk a little hockey when we get back with Jerry Barker. Also, we're going to do a little DMT talk. We got time for that today, Hicks? We got time. Because um, I know we want to do the DMT show. Yeah, I'm still, I got one person left to lock in. Who's the one person? The fucking the anti-DMT person? Because <laughs> we were thinking we need one person to go, oh, probably really shouldn't do all this DMT. Smoking all DMT all the time. <laughs> we can't find anyone. Who'll say anything bad about it? I fucking contacted this place called Maps, which is like a, the institute. Maps, Maps, Maps. Wait. And they're like the institute of fucking getting fucking tripping. Yeah. And they, I was like, yeah, you got anybody for me? Like, no, we can't help you. We don't know anyone. So we're just doing like an hour long lot for E for DMT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm trying to find someone who wants to come on. We break. We're back talking a little hockey. The greatest enforcers of all time. It's a run fish show. If anybody wants to see, there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. Uh, there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up if anybody wants to watch. There's a potential Donkey Kong kill screen if you want to watch. I can tell he's not on my side. He's one of he's a disciple of uh, Billy. It's the Ron and Fez show. On what I was younger, we used to call it S uh, Wednesday. And that would always be the joke. Like, try to do the. You had Palm Sunday, where you'd try to put your fucking palms on a girl's ass. And then you do Happy S Wednesday. All those things now in hindsight come off a little sacrilegious, though. Oh, Jerry Barker just got here, and Jerry, get your tissue, you got something all over your forehead. <laughs> the. Uh, you know what's really fun in New York because it's the Ashton. There's a lot of Catholics in New York to see the non-Catholics look afraid as they see people going by with. And you've got a really bad priest on yours because yours looks more like a smudge than uh, a nice cross. Should have had him redo it. I t I'll tell my guy. I go, who's the best guy in here? I want it to look like a cross, not a smudge. Don't fuck this up. It's one day a year. Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry. Literally. Yeah, really? Literally. <laughs> really? Can we represent for a change? <laughs> uh, what did your chick make for us today? Uh, candy cake squares, you were telling me? Yeah, candy cake squares. A homemade version of the... Uh, Philadelphia the, treat. Of the Philadelphia classic. Now, you live far enough down in Jersey that you're... Uh, see, this was a weird thing. We actually used to get something that looked like this... 
in our school, like this would have been a, like a, a, a cafeteria hmm. thing. Right. And then a friend of mine, his mom was a cafeteria mom and could make them at home. And like we were very impressed. Oh, you live in large, dude. <laughs> Fezzi, I know you're in a cookie contest, but you want to try one of these? Yeah, let me have a candy cake square. You don't worry about the sugar that you're eating? No, I took another half a pill. I'm good. Aren't you just taking these pills? I'll still eat it. (laughs) Just the five-second rule. Give that to GH. GH, you want to try one? No, I'm good, thank you. Why, you you feel like you're too good for it? Like you got your own giant cookies? No, I got a... You know, not get fat and stuff. Oh, come <laughs> on. You look fantastic. Have one. Please. Please. Okay. We'll split one. So you, your uh, wife made these from scratch? Yes. Yes. I said, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. <laughs> Everybody uh, stopped me in the hall, Fez, asking what the announcement's about on Friday. Well, I guess they just need to tune in. Um, Jeremy Coleman also said he's heard a couple rumors about what's going on. I do like the fact that there's rumors about us now. I want more and more rumors about us. Okay, we'll leak some stuff. I want more rumors about us than Fleetwood Mac. I want it to be going in that direction. And then I want to be the one who... um, Comes walking and going, we're taking the band in a whole nother direction now. It's no longer going to sound like the hit group that everybody loved. All right, stop the but It's going to be really weird, and I'm going to bring the USC marching band in for a couple songs. Um, let's go over here to Rich. Rich, um, let's go over here. Uh, no, let's try Rob first. Go ahead, Rob. Hey, buddies, what's going on? Hey. I just wanted to know if Fez realized. How much literature is out there that says that if you eat right and you balance your sugars out naturally, that you won't have any, that, no, I won't say none, but that you can resolve a lot of mood and blood sugar issues just by fixing your diet instead of, instead of plugging drugs up into your body? This almost feels like a slap at Fez right now. Yeah, regard, excuse me. It is what How it is. How often do we do a cookie contest? You really didn't know that your mouth was filled with fucking food when you started to speak? I thought it was already headed down my throat. So uh, what do you have to be if you don't know when you've you've slept or not? I mean, this, this fucking cookie garage that his mouth has turned into is just ridiculous. Know when you swallow. you got to clear that shit out. Do you start talking when, like, when you're like... There's water in your I didn't know. Arm. I didn't know that I hadn't swallowed. Yeah, it was in your mouth. I must be full. <laughs> he doesn't know that he's full until it starts to fall back down. So what were you saying, Fez, now that you've swallowed? That um, he acts like I'm doing a cookie competition every single day of my life. No, it's Ash Wednesday. It's a special occasion. <laughs> the day we eat the cookies. Yeah, you're doing well. You are. You're even getting yourself a nice thin old man chest. That looks like, oh, I better not hit that guy. His chest could fucking collapse. Rip his heart out. Uh, and it's time to talk enforcers. You want to talk a little uh, hockey today. And Jerry Bark is here, and he said to us, he goes, with this being the big NBA weekend, I want to come in and talk hockey. Uh, exactly. You're a hockey guy, first and foremost? 
Uh, I, well, you know I'm a football guy, mm -hmm. but I think the, the culture of hockey is what interests me. And, um, what is it about it? Well, just the what you have to do to be at the level of an NHL player, I think, is pretty amazing. Different than most sports. I mean, you have uh, with the Giants, you got Jason Piel, Pierre Paul, who's a great defensive player. Uh huh. But he didn't start playing until high school. Hockey, you don't see that. These kids are on skates at four years old. And they're or getting, they missed the boat. Yeah. Or they missed the boat. To get the level, I mean, to think about the athleticism that goes on there to handle a stick, move a puck, you know, have your blades on ice. I mean, that's, uh, I, I, it's, it's a skillful athleticism that I don't see, think you see in other sports. And then there's this dynamic, uh, of the fighting that occurs there, which I think is pretty bizarre. Uh, it's the only sport other than boxing where fighting is allowed, and it's basically always been that way in hockey? Yep. There's always been the role of the enforcer in hockey? It's, it's evolved to the point now where you have roster spots for enforcers. I mean, um, if you look back at other enforcers, they had skills beyond fighting. But if you look at enforcers today, they simply... Some of them are just on the roster to fight. When they're out on the ice, they're there to mix it up. Uh, no other reason. So what you're going to go over, this is all-time for us? Yeah, an all-time list. And, and again, these are, you know, it, it's sort of subjective. Uh, you know, as far as, as far as a list goes, you can put other people in there. It's, it's what makes bar sports talk right. what it is. But I, I think uh, you'd be hard-pressed to knock any of these guys out of this list. Um, but, yeah, it's more of an all-time list. All right, let's go over some of the names. And if you want to get on this, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Okay, the sport, the, the, the team that I grew up with, of course, was the Flyers. And Dave Schultz was probably the most popular athlete in Philadelphia at the, at the time. And the weird thing is, when you brought it up, when the Flyers exploded like that in the 70s, all of a sudden, street hockey came to Philadelphia, and the kids immediately started fighting during the games, whether it was a pickup game or like a little league game. But people thought the same way of like, yes, yeah, somebody on this team has to be the Schultz, and who's going to protect? <laughs> who's going to protect the other guys? Uh, so Schultz makes your list. Schultz makes a list. You know, I wonder if did some of the guys come out with their hands taped? Sure. Yeah, to of course be we Schultz. <laughs> but we did that anyway. I mean, we had to. Uh, at the same time. Um, and that, uh, uh, for me, Schultz kind of set the thing of, in the country, everybody had to have a Schultz on your team. <laughs> it's, it's the beginning. But Schultz still had skills. And even guys in the 80s mm -hmm. still had other hockey skills. Um, now, now, Schultz did, you know, the Broad Street Bullies, that, that was the heyday of hockey goonery. You know, you talk right. to Mike Milbury about it, who was with the Bruins, the Big Bad Bruins, or the Lunch Pail Bruins at that point. You know, this was goonery. I mean, this is guys ended up in the, the melees you see up there on the, uh, the Interrobang. This was a free-for-all. Now it's a controlled fight. Right. But it's much more calculated where you have your boxer on your team. The other weird thing is that you would see the same kind of fights in the stands mm -hmm. in those days. Mm -hmm. and if then, someone spilled a beer, 40 people could get in a fight over it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the interesting thing with, with the hammer, Dave Schultz, is some of these guys, because of what their approach was and the way they fought, they ended up creating rules 
about what you couldn't couldn't do in fighting. Mm-hmm. So he puts the boxing straps on, which are going to give your hands an advantage. And when you're landing a blow, you're going to bruise the guy up and protect your hands. Right. Then they outlaw him because everybody else started doing it. And right. now it's the Dave Schultz rule. Uh, literally after that, too, the the teams started drafting guys that could just fight Schultz. So we're like within a couple years of this. Most of the teams, by let's say the late seventies, start to look more like the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which then they said, "Now we've got to control the game." It was one thing to have one team off the rails, yeah. <laughs> but the entire team off the rails went in a different direction. Uh, let's go over here to Mike. Mike Ermanifes. Yeah, I played for uh, the, the Charlestown Chiefs, and we had some enforcers on our team. Pretty big badasses um, until. Fucking machine ate my quarter. Uh, let's head on over here to Tony and Cleveland. Yeah, how's it going today, guys? Yeah. Hey, uh, I know there's guys like Schultz, and then you've got like Lowe that played, or Avery, those guys. But one of my favorites of all time, he wasn't big, but he would fight anybody from six foot to seven foot with Darius Cathritis from the Penguins. He was a guy that would battle anybody, didn't matter who. Oh, it didn't. He was there during the Mario Lemieux, the Ronnie Francis era, and I mean, he was there. That was his whole job was to protect him, and he would sucker punch. I mean, I mean, he, you would see him. I mean, he was a little dude, maybe five ten, but he would go after the biggest guy on the ice. Didn't give a shit. Would come out bloody and then still go back for more. Uh, look who it is! It's our buddy Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny. Hello, boys. Hey. Um, I, I, you know, obviously you guys know I love the Giants and the Yankees, but the Rangers have been a favorite forever, and the hockey fighting thing right now. The Rangers are on fire. They're leading. They have, like, three guys in the top, I think, 15 in penalty minutes for fighting, and it's kind of a, a new thing for the Rangers because they haven't had that enforcer. But you want to talk all-time. I used to just love when, when Ty Domi was on the Rangers because mm-hmm. he was little, but he would scrap anybody. And when he, you know, they had those, that series of fights that he would have, like him and Koser. I mean, mm-hmm. when he took the title, I mean, it was just incredible to watch the, the way that these guys go sometimes. And, and I know a lot of people don't like it in the game, but I think it's kind of, it's in there and I don't think it's ever going to come out. You expect to see it every game. <clears throat> I mean, I, there was a game last week, the Rangers, was it last week or two weeks ago, and there was, at the same time, I mean, the announcer said, okay, looks like it's going to happen. I mean, right off of the faceoff, gloves dropped. You know, eight pairs of gloves, and the guys just started going at it. There was two separate fights it, going on. It's really amazing that local police has never gotten involved all these years in assault charges. They have. In yeah. certain cases, they have. Um, you know, obviously, the uh, mcsorley Brashear incident um, in, uh, in Boston, where, uh, you know, and that was, there's a whole thing that's part of that. But to get to Ty Domi first, before mm. we get into that, uh, I mean, Ty Domi, he was great. And he, the one thing about him, he didn't, he really didn't bleed ever in these fights. And he was a scrapper. He was 5'10 and would take anybody on. And, uh, the great story I love about him is they're in Philly and he squirts water up on a Flyers fan as he heads into a penalty box. The Flyers fan is incensed. I mean, goes berserk and is trying to climb over the glass to get in the penalty box. I mean, what's he thinking? Right. And um, it's hard to think on angel dust. <laughs> <laughs> the glass collapses and he ends up in Ty Domi's world. Not a great scene. Not a good place <laughs> yeah. to be. But then next time they play in Philly, and this is when Domi was with the Maple Leafs. Next time they play in Philly, Domi gets the guy tickets to the game. Yeah. So it was like no hard feelings. Yeah, we we scrapped it up. Uh, let's go over. T- uh, thanks, Jenny. Let's exactly. go over to uh, Nick. Nick, you're on Yeah, how you doing today, guys? 
Uh, I love Clark Gillies from the New York Islanders. As, as a kid, I was listening to the game, and I remember clear as a bell to this day, the announcers, when Clark Gillies fought Schultz, it was the gloves are down, the sticks are down, oh no, Schultz is down, and he's not getting up. It was the greatest. That was the that was the highlight of your childhood, just Absolutely. to know, yeah, uh, that this thing is turning around a little bit. Ian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I got Darren McCarty for the Detroit Red Wings, and probably what was one of the last great true hockey brawls when they uh, completely obliterated the Avalanche in retaliation for the hit on Chris Draper. Uh, let's go over to Matt. Matt, you're on Run of Fez. What's the rumpus, Ronnie? You, bro. What's happening? I like. Jack Carlson from the Minnesota North Stars back in the day, and he was awesome, and he was actually, he and his brothers were actually inspiration for the Hanson brothers. Is that right? Is that where they came from? Yeah, there was three Carlson brothers, and Jack got called up, so he had to miss the movie, and his two brothers were the Hansons, and then they actually brought in a third guy to be the Hanson, who had the last name was actually Hanson, so that's how they kind of switched the names over. Class. All right, thanks, man. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, um, I'm glad somebody called in and told you what I was talking about the last time. But I wanted to say Ty Domi's yeah. pussy. Rob Ray kicked his shit out of him like five or six times. He was a player for the Buffalo Sabres, in case you didn't know. Uh, let's go over here to Steve Tampa. You're on the Run of Fez. Yeah, the Carlson brothers were on the St. Paul Fighting Saints, but the one I called about was Willie Platt of the Minnesota North Stars. He was an animal. All right, so it seems like we're getting a lot of crazy information coming in and out of here. But I'm already noticing over on the iBank this is blowing up because everybody's got almost mm -hmm. a, hometown, yeah. uh, a hometown guy. I mean, you care about. Yeah, and I love Ken Danico of the mm -hmm. Devils. You know, I mean, he's a great toothless guy, played with that team for 19 years, you know, and that, that bruising style that the Red Wings and Devils brought to hockey um, in, in, a, all, in the physicality, the raw physicality of those teams in the 90s sort of changed, and now you see those enforcer spots on the rosters. But I love Danico, you know, but I, and that's why this is a great topic because there's so many contributions. You can't really say, you know, that, oh no. That guy's a that guy's a wuss. He shouldn't be on the list. So you're saying now too, like it's become the specialty that just guys fight each other and stay away from the rest of the teams. Yeah, that yeah. it's enforcer versus enforcer, and no sense in going uh, against, let's say, a center or something. Yeah, a a absolutely. I mean, that's it's breaking code. I mean, what? Uh, and that's where you'll see people who are outside. There's a big the tension between people outside the hockey world mm -hmm. and people in it. Because these guys that are calling up now, I'm sure every one of them will say, you know, just like Johnny said, you know, the fighting's part of the game. Right. It's part of it. Some of them even appreciate it and don't want it to leave, whereas people outside that are your casual sports fan think it's brutality. And what you're seeing now, though, is guys who have to go out there night after night after night and, you know, take a fist on their skull... There's some long-term damage to Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I mean, we, we've seen it in boxing, uh, and it, it's going to keep the thing that's going to the fuck up the martial arts sports, to mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mixed martial arts, is that they haven't waited for these guys to get old enough to go, wait a minute, I, I because of these fights I had when I was younger, you know. My body's wrecked. Now, now I'm a retard. Mm -hmm. uh, you see it in football. So you think... Do you think hockey could end up losing the fighting because of that? 
I don't. And, and I was it's I was talking to Katie Baker about this, who writes at Grantland. She covers hockey there, and we were talking about how could if they wanted hockey, if they wanted fighting out of the game, you'd get suspended for ten games for fighting. Right. It would be you, easy enough to do. Yeah, you'd put a penalty that's big enough to say don't do this, and it wouldn't happen. But the board of governors, and she said she's talked to them, and their old time hockey guys believe that fighting and, and the role of fighting. Not just playing physical, but the role of fighting is part of the game. And those are the people that, you know, are the stewards of the sport. And you look at professional football and you have these giant, vicious guys, and they can be handled very, very quickly. A referee, nobody puts their hand on anybody. If there's a fight, it's over in seconds. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't think you've ever seen a great football fight your entire just, life. Just sucker punches. Yeah, a, a quick sucker punch, guys laying on each other in a giant pile, and then it's over. But you've never seen two big guys square off at each other in a football game and go at it. It just doesn't exist. It, no, it doesn't, and it's a different code. In hockey, I mean, it's a real code, and everybody understands the code. We're going to stop playing. These guys are not going to you know, assault each other, physically assault each other. The announcers are going to go from hockey announcers to fight announcers and talk about uppercuts and punches. I mean, it's really amazing that it's set up differently. And in football, you, you wonder, a guy like James Harrison, if there mm -hmm. was an enforcer-type code, how is that guy allowed to get away with a hit on Colt McCoy like that right? without having to deal with some repercussions? But the same code doesn't exist there. Why do you think that is just the tradition that goes back... Many, many years in the sport. For hockey, why does yeah. it exist? Yeah, I think it's part of the tradition. I think it's... I, 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 was talking, it's, I was talking to a seven-year-old kid, you know, knowing I was coming on here, who plays hockey. And I asked him, he plays for some Jersey Shore team, the Jersey Shore Eagles. And I said, what do you think of fighting? He's like, I, I don't know. And then he said, but I'd do it. I would definitely do it. He's seven years old. Right. And he's ready to throw down for his team. So I th it's something that is just ingrained in the culture of it. And I think until you're part of that culture, you know, and, and, and immersed in it, you really fully can't understand why it is that way. Here's uh, Ryan in Baltimore. You're on Renifest. Yeah, uh, I was going to say Scott Stevens from the uh, Devils because he pretty much ended Eric Lindros' career. I mean, not just fighting, but open ice hits and things like that. But mm -hmm. see, there's something that you don't want to happen, that you have a star who was one of the guys carrying the league, like Lindros was, and then suddenly have it over. Uh, no sport wants that to happen. No sport is comfortable with that. Can you imagine, like, hey, good news, we've taken out Kobe Bryant. Uh, LeBron, you won't see him anymore. Tom Brady's never you know? going to play again. Right. Well, the NHL is dealing with that now with Sidney Crosby and the concussion. Now, it wasn't like the Scott, the Scott Stevens hit. I mean, there are people that were there that feared for, for Eric Lindros' life. I mean, right. that was a devastating hit. Well, when you hit. see that, that piece, it's just scary. Yeah. But with Sidney Crosby, I mean, here's a guy who could have carried the league. Mm -hmm. For many years, he was that skillful, and who knows if he'll play and how much he can play ever again. Uh, let's go over uh, to Mike in Philly. Mike, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I just wanted to um, point out your comments about they seem to be taking a lot of the hitting, uh, the body checks out of hockey, but still a lot of fighting. And you know what your comments are about that. They've been, you've seen them, especially this season, you know, if you've noticed, 
they've that's very much been the case. And I think one of the other things you've noticed this season is a lot of guys are trying to draw those penalties because they know they're sensitive to it. So guys will turn their back and receive the check to get the penalty. Mm-hmm. You see Checklist. a lot, yeah. You see a lot of that happening. And um, again, I think it speaks to the um, the complicit nature they have with fighting, and that guys just get to go out there and. It's almost like a mafia code. You've got your Don, and you've got your enforcer out there who's going to take care of the physical business that needs to get taken care of. Uh, let's go over here to um, let's go to Mike in Florida. Mike. Whoops, let me try you again. Mike in Florida. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, guys. A great show, but Always. I don't really get the fighting in hockey. And also, in, in the international game, it doesn't seem to be necessary. Why is it so necessary in the uh, American game? Well, it's not. It's a North American game. It's a, really a Canadian game. And this is from a bunch of rough and tumble guys that were living, like, what, 80, 100 years ago? I mean, they're the ones that kind of set this precedent. And it also, you know, we've had, you had the three uh guys the overdose death and the two suicides Mm -hmm. over the summer and all those guys were from western canada right and uh chris jones the guy who writes for esquire and and also for espn the magazine now he did a great piece and he's a canadian Mm -hmm. and uh, he talked about the vastness of that open air and being humbled and just what it's like uh, to go get humbled in a fight and that these guys can recover from that and that's part of the culture as well getting their ass beat is something that's just part of growing up there yeah, and you, you're willing to do it. You're ready to do it. And you're you're at one with nature and the vastness of it. And, you know, you can bounce back from that. Whereas some other, you know, cultures, you're going to get your ass kicked. It's not going to seem like a good idea to go do it Thursday night after you did it Wednesday night. I was always had a dream to send Hicks to Calgary oh, yeah. uh, to train in the dungeon. And <laughs> now that the stew's gone. I won't be able to do that. So what I'm going to try to do is put you in an arm bar. Um Girl Hicks wants to go make out. With, oh, yeah. She had to get up. She's so bored by the hockey talk. No, it's She's, no I just. Did Darren, you come over here and you sit. You're the one who gets down, my caddy. No, you guys sit and make out. Um, Hicks should have provided seats for both of you. That's his fault. Again, he would have learned this if, you, if I would have had the, the time to send him with Stu. I fucked up. Uh, Victor, go ahead, buddy. Hello. Yeah, go ahead, Victor. Um, I got two things. Um, Seabass from Dumb and Dumber is Marty McSorley. Mm-hmm. He was an unbelievable enforcer. Um, and the second thing is, is um, growing up playing hockey, if you were to take the fighting out of hockey, you would completely destroy the game. It goes so much deeper than anybody realizes if you haven't spent time around it. Well, what do you say, though, about the people going to the international game doesn't seem to need it? The Russians and whatever, whoever don't seem to need it. Well, the Russians can fuck off, first of all. But okay. the Canadians, the all right. Canadians is where, where the game started. and um, It is a Canadian so game, and I get really mad when people... Don't fucking realize that. I, I've always felt bad for those little towns in Canada that lose their hockey team that they love to some shitty southern fucking uh, state that doesn't really care about hockey but likes knowing that their arena's filled up there's, and there's a TV contract. There's a sports mm-hmm. team in town. Um, let's go over here to Mike in Buffalo. 
I'm just not sure if this guy really has seen this from all angles. I don't think I mean, he has. Hockey, hockey has always been a part of the game forever. Hockey's yeah. always been part of the game? Well, that's good. Forever. I've not I mean, seen it from the hockey, hockey angle. Hockey is part of the hockey. <laughs> there is, hockey is definitely part of hockey. But what about sure, fighting? Sorry. Yes, 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 yeah. sir. <laughs> uh... Uh, are you still there? Yeah, we're yeah. we're here. We haven't given up on you yet. <laughs> no, I'm not. Unlike your job and still... the people in your life, your family, <laughs> we're staying with you. <laughs> There's still enforcers on every team. Patrick Coletta's uh, enforcer on the Sabers, um, but did he's you, also a well-rounded player. Did you think you know, Jerry said that there was enforcers in the game, and that he made a list of ten people that aren't enforcers and put it up on the iBank? No, but I, he's also saying that there's more fighting in the game now, but there's also a lot more rules surrounding it. I mean, there's a there's a new instigator penalty that they put into place. Not because, you know, there's more fighting, but because the caliber of players has increased so much more. You know, guys are a lot stronger now. Right, I'm going to let Jerry explain himself in case people aren't getting him. One of the things I, I you're you're 100% right. I haven't seen it from all angles, and I haven't been immersed in the culture. And I do appreciate. I would I want to be continually educated on why fighting exists and continues, and why it's held so dear in the hockey culture. Now, I didn't say there was more or less fighting. I didn't say any of that at all. I merely said that you do have roster spots for enforcers, and the enforcers back in the day. I, I am going to say that and disagree. That's great. Um, yeah. But I am going to say that enforcers back in the day had more hockey skills, whereas now you guys, I mean, Derek Bugard, who the New York Times did that piece on that was on Filtered Excellence, mm -hmm. you know, who killed himself. He's 6'8". His hockey skill, he didn't focus on hockey skills. You know, you look at John Scott of the Chicago Blackhawks who beat up a midget on the ice, you know, over the weekend. There's another one. So that's what I'm saying is this role of enforcers there and this, you know, overt acceptance of fighting, ha it remains a part of the game. Right. And I think it's part of the reason it's, it's a Canadian sport and it'll remain that. And you're not going to get this big embrace. And I don't think hockey cares if it gets a big embrace. I, I think the, the worst mistake that a sport can make is to say we want to be for everybody and we want to keep growing. Uh, boxing did that. You know, you've got to watch out for short-time money, too, uh, and also fixing stuff for TV. You know, growing up uh, loving baseball, they will still bring up, like, is it somehow a crime for a pitcher to hit a guy? And that's been around since the very beginning of baseball. You know, you do something against our team, the next guy getting up is getting hit. Somebody showboats, they get hit. The guy before you hits a home run, you're, the next guy's going to take one in the air. That's what, when they <laughs> stopped that, you started getting more home runs because guys could dig in. But at one point, you could never dig in. Yeah. Because you might catch, oh, you're fucking digging in, fucking trying to show me up, <laughs> trying to hit a fucking home run, I'll put you on base. <laughs> you know, so the, 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 um, the team fucking, you know, changes. The, the team sports change, and a lot of it has to do with TV because people don't want to see it up close. Uh, Kip is going in a... Uh, Kip, we got uh, you. Yeah, hey, Ron, how's it going? Hey. Um, so my comment is that uh, ref's attitudes towards players is different in the regular season than it is in the postseason. So in the playoffs, the players tend to get a little bit more chippy, but the refs let more go. And it's like a war of attrition because you're playing two 
two teams are playing each other for a, bat- a best of seven series, mm-hmm. and like you're going to go up against that guy tomorrow night. So, uh, you know, there's less fighting, but there's a little bit more penalties. But the refs let it go in the playoffs, uh, so it's a little bit more like old time hockey, but less fighting. And I think during the regular season, the enforcers definitely throw down way more than they do in the playoffs because, you know, they can afford to sit out a game for the regular season. Mm-hmm. But in the playoffs, they're definitely not willing to Thanks. Uh, miss the game. Uh, a lot of people also writing in that uh, that caller gave out the wrong name on Seabass. Yeah, it's but Cam Neely. Cam Neely. You don't, you don't like to correct people, do you? I was, you know, I, I, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, I'm a little off. You never like to correct people. You're like, oh, okay, I want everybody to get along. I want them all to like me. Oh, uh, yeah, and it's working. <laughs> it's it's working. Uh, the list is up. The list of uh, your all-time ten enforcers. Now, are these in order? or mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're in order for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people rep- replying... Feeling like names are let off. Now we've never had that happen with a list before, where anyone <laughs> thought that names were let off. Normally, was, people write in to say "perfect list." Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was thinking of yeah, the cartoon enforcer didn't make the list. That oh, was a, that's uh, sad. Okay. <laughs> um, All right, that's that's a that's a low blow. Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, buddies? Yeah. Um, when going back to that Lindros hit, if that happened in today's game, uh, Scott Stevens would immediately gotten jumped. It's uh, starting to get more popular now. I just want to know what your thoughts are on uh, players getting jumped after throwing uh, big clean hits. And uh, for my favorite enforcer, I got to go with Eric Bolton of the New Jersey Devils and uh, go Thrashers. See ya. Peace. Uh, I don't know. He had a question in the middle there somewhere. About, I, I think it's part of the code. I mean, I think as long as fighting is going to be allowed and you take a shot at somebody like that, even on a clean hit, mm-hmm. hey, if I'm on that team, I want my guys to step up for me. So. I got uh, one of the uh, remarks here. Cam from Toronto said, this is a great conversation about the uh, state of hockey in 1998. And I don't know whether I agree with that, Hicks. Yeah. What's I don't know. It was 13 years ago. We're oh, now 14. No. Fuck. Hmm. I know the Rangers had a homecoming in Harlem late last night. Uh, uh, gotta love the Bruce reference. Are we done with uh, the eating of the cookies? I think so. I think everyone's done. I had. Hicks, oh. you really can't beat him? <sighs> I don't think so. Uh, I feel full from these giant cookies. I've had and twice then, as many that's... cookies as anyone else, and I had two candy cakes. Yes, we know. You're the best ever. Thank you. Um, you, took two, uh, you took one, but you threw on the ground. Oh, I ate that. <laughs> also, it's making me gassy, but I'm holding it inside. Whoa, let me move over. No, I hold it inside in this room. <laughs> and where do you I, go? In the, I, next I, to Fred? I go into that. In oh, go room. run over real quick. Okay. No, don't. <laughs> and let me just watch Fred's uh, face. Oh, please don't fart in my face, Hicks. Don't oh. run, Hicks. You'll lose it on the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's full of cookies and seltzer. It's ready to go. Oh, I Oh, God, he just shot out my shit myself. God bless him. Oh, God, so bad. Is that good? No, it's not good. Is it chocolatey fun? Mm, A little bit. Um, I can feel poop almost. All right. You know what? The bluntness is what I don't like. I can smell poop. Uh, Doug, you're on my fez. Yeah, Ronnie, I just wanted to say that, you know, fighting has always been something that's been in the Canadian game right there of hockey. It dictates the play. Um, it just does so much as far as what your enforcer can dictate going on on the ice. 
You know, people don't want to lay a big hit sometime when uh, this goes on. And one of my favorite enforcers, Enrico Ciccone. Journeyman, played with a lot of teams. That's all I got, Ronnie. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, let's go over here to Scott. Scott, you're on Fez. Hey, there was a guy, I think his last name was like Grim Reaper, but they call him the Grim Reaper. That guy was just shred. Stu Grimson. That's it. Mm-hmm. That guy was amazing. Um, let's go over to Wade in Toronto. Hey, Ronnie. I got three quick things. Seabass was Cam Neely. Right. And the reason fighting is in hockey is because every team had one or two superstars. Those superstars were revered. They would have a guy who would protect them from ever getting hurt. They made the league. And the reason why international hockey doesn't have fighting is Russia has one team that they pick all the best players from the country. They don't take an enforcer. They take a scorer. Same with Sweden. Same with Canada. You don't need an enforcer when you go and play international hockey. I I appreciate it. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Jim in Detroit. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Good. What do you got for us, buddy? Oh, uh, hey, I just wanted to, if uh, you guys wanted to comment on the three players that committed suicide that were enforcers over the summer. Go ahead and talk about it. Oh, you did? Sorry. Now, go, no, I want, you to, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Oh, well, they just said that there was pressure knowing that you were going to have to go to war that night with someone twice your size. Now, yeah, do you think that they, they killed themselves because of the pressure of it? Because another yeah. way, other than killing yourself, you could just quit. Yeah. Um, that's what I normally do when I don't like a job. I just say, I hate this place. I don't go home and kill myself. But then again, I'm not Asian. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Asians have a tendency to kill themselves when they get upset. Yeah, bad I, uh, grades and it's fucking over. Jesus. What's that? Bad grades and it's over. Oh, yeah, bad grades. Oh, I got to be. I'll fucking throw myself in front of a train. There's summer insanity. courses. Just fucking make it up then. First of all, no teacher's going to let you make up a B. It's too fucking high of a grade. <laughs> My dad said, if you ever get a B, I'll take everybody to the drive-in. Nice. And we never went to the drive-in. Oh. I never fucking got the B. So the enforcers, those guys that kill themselves. Yeah. Um, I believe two of them were uh, in between teams or just had signed or wasn't sure where their career was headed at this point. I think to bring the conversation into this decade with my friend from Toronto there, I think now with the bigger, stronger, faster aspect of these enforcers, the damage that gets done is a bit worse. The sports medicine that gets put out there to dull pain a lot stronger. And I think... um, the impact of, of hits to the head we're seeing is a lot more severe. And where do these guys go? I mean, someone brought up Stu Grimson. He's an attorney in Florida. And he was he's, a great... He's falling that low. Yes, yes. That's awful. He's re- you know, but I think it's it's different now that, you know, we've seen athletes almost get too big for equipment, and the plastic that protects them is merely just, you know, it just makes them more of a missile mm. as they bang into each other. And uh, and it's such a money maker that let's be honest, people turn a blind eye to it. I mean, I I would be at a, a locker after a game and watch a middle linebacker. He was punch drunk, really punch drunk, and that's a you know he, he's punch drunk. And the reporters just would repeat the questions till he came out of it. Like if you watch a fight, a boxing match, 
you know that the guy's punch drunk after right. the fight, and the reporter will just talk him till he comes to. Same thing happens in these pro sports um, that are not fighting. <laughs> you know, Aikman said that, the, I, I don't know what he said yesterday, mm-hmm. he sees the sport, and he wouldn't want his kid to play football. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a football guy, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you want any of your kids to play football? I think at the at the younger level, it's the 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 hitting doesn't is not that fierce at a younger level. I saw a friend of mine that swelled his tongue when we played, and it it was one of the few games that we had medical people around. They had to pull his tongue out. He got kicked in the throat. Now, what was that? High school? Really? No, no, we were really little. Oh, really? We were like, uh, oh, God, we had been like twelve, thirteen. Oh, wow. Maybe even maybe even younger than that. Maybe like eight or nine. I don't remember a lot of my childhood. Just different fucking <laughs> scary scenes here or there. But I know it all ran together. Yeah. I know I was a kid. <laughs> I. Uh, I mean, you can get hurt on any level. You can. You can. Having, but the speed of the game, the speed of the game, and the we were incredibly slow. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Well, then you, you you know you can't be on the field then. No, we were. <laughs> I mean, I mean, both sides were slow. And, uh, all right, let's. So many people want to talk about this. This is actually uh, a big hit on the iBank too. If you want to go over to the iBank.com, that's the Interabank. Uh, it's the hockey enforcers. Jerry Barca is listed ten names. We won't even be able to uh, get to all of them. Uh, and then I'm going back through here, and the amount of uh, names that are being added is all over the place. Mm-hmm. You could have done a hundred of these names, and yeah. people still wouldn't have been happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Kevin, Boston. Good afternoon, boys. Yeah. First off, Mr. Bennington, you are the best. Yes. And when Jerry was speaking about the enforcers of old-time hockey being well, not as skilled, or more skilled, actually, than the enforcers of today. You take a look at the Boston Bruins player named Milan Lucic, who was an absolute animal as far as fighting goes. He came into the league, kicked the shit out of tons of people, but now he's developed into, like, more of a prolific scorer. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't fight nearly as much as he used to. But just the guy like Milan Lucic came into the league as a fighter, and then now he's developed the scoring, so he doesn't fight as much. But when the time comes necessary, he will kick the shit out of somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go over here to Mike in Toronto. Mike, go ahead, buddy. Hi, how are you? Good. Uh, I remember growing up, and you know, like I'm Canadian, and we'd come home from school, getting a fight at school or something, and I'd be afraid to go in in the, in the house. Like my mom and dad would kill me. But you get in a fight like seven or eight years old in hockey, and they'd buy me a cream soda. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, I, I'd hate to live in the type of place where getting a cream soda made me happy. But, um, yeah, it is. I, I know exactly what he's talking about there. That there's certain places that that was considered acceptable and certain places it wasn't. I, I, th- I think they're purging. They're trying to purge the hawk or the fighting out of hockey to sell it to the American crowd. It is mm-hmm. you know, every mm-hmm. everything that you hate about hockey. We are ruining in, uh, in America. There's no doubt about it. You never should have let us near your sport. Twenty-four um, out of the twenty-five Broad Street bullies were Canadian. Uh, and the other one actually just picked up the accent. But he was you, there for tax reasons. Right. But you are 100% right that it's always been, you know, hockey was at its best when it was a Canadian sport. And then the border kind of uh, American cities 
that loved it. But as soon as it started making its way out west and through the south, it kind of ruined the game. And except for the people who still love it, and that's the Canadians. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they still love their sport. And I kind of feel like we've treated it like shit. Because it is the, the, a fourth sport in this in this country, and not even close. Yep. Not even close to any of the other yeah, sports. And when you can, when, I mean, the money's here. And people see money and they see the dollar signs. We've talked about it with the college athletics. You know, it's, it's, all, it's all about that. That's right. He's all about them Benjamins. I love it. Um, we got a break here. We come back. We're going to talk about another thing that you love, Jerry, and that's DMT. And I know you're all about mind expansion. Yeah, yeah. Expand your mind, right? Have you ever? Expanded my mind? Yeah. You told me you never drank when you were a kid, right? I never drank when I was a kid. I've actually never done an, a, an illicit drug, and I didn't drink. Eat one of those cookies. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm good. Come on, I'm here's what I want you to do. Eat one of those cookies and partner up with somebody, because I don't <laughs> want you to be on your own with that. Um... Even in college, I know you because it's Notre Dame. No, nah, I never did. I here's a, I, I saw uh, the one time I got close to it in college was like it was a route to get to girls would be would yes, be my only is. way to get there. Right, and um, cut those rails right on your deck. I used to say, <laughs> I go, we're going to do two more lines. They're both coming off here. <laughs> that's the way this is fucking game gets yeah. played. All right, now suddenly it's fourth quarter and we're all got to fucking up the game from where we're going. It's gotten weird. I'm look. I'm as suspended as you, but we've got to do it. <laughs> gotta go with it. Um, but no, never feel. But it's really hard to get into Notre Dame, right? I mean, it's not the. Easiest. I was waitlisted. I was the last kid let in my class. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Real Rudy story. What did you have? Uh, by the way, Rudy was a lie, so I can't believe any of it. But what does it take to get into Notre Dame? Now or then? Yeah. Uh, now, I, I mean, you got to have these all these college advanced placement credits they want you to have coming in, mm-hmm. um, extracurricular activities that represent the student they're looking for, so as well as crazy, all those They're only sciences. doing the things to get into the college. They don't really give a shit about what they're doing. So that is true. Like The fuck? It's a sham. Yeah. I'm raising money for foreigners. Great. Why? For myself. <laughs> yeah, <I wanna laughs> to move myself along. I, wanna, I want the chance to give you $200,000. <laughs> That didn't cost that kind of money for you, did it? Um, back then, I mean, I went to the mid '90s to the late '90s. It was over a hundred. Oh, that old? Yeah, it was over a oh, hundred. Wow. Am I out wow. now? Am I? Rabbit. Am I kicked wow. out? Of, am I out of the gang? Rabbit no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't even know I had a gang. Um, I thought it was a show. But all right, we're on a break here. We're going to come back and get you on DMT and explain it to you a little bit. Okay. Um, and if you want to see Jerry's stuff, it's up on the Interbank. A lot of people commenting on it. Um, very few agreeing with anything that you've said. It's just what people <laughs> I, do. I did something right. Yeah, it's just what people do on the internet. They just disagree. Uh, we break. We're back. Is running fest. So, Roy, let me ask you, what have you been doing all these years? Uh, well, the, the uh, after, after the hand, eighties, <clears throat> drinking a lot of fun. Uh, are you still drinking? No, 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 I, I don't, that's, that's behind me now, I just, why are you fine? I'm gone to detox mansion, way down on last breath farm. I've been raking leaves with lies that the endless clean up the yard. Hey! It's the Ron Fez Show. Uh, I'm going to remind people, if you want to contribute to Pittsburgh the right way, and that's everything that's happening in Pittsburgh, where it's great clubs, great bars, great restaurants, 
museums, theaters, whatever it happens to be, uh, send that to the editor at the Interbank. That's if you know Pittsburgh. That's going to go up very, very soon. Um, oddly enough, we did the Philadelphia one a while ago, and Reddit just repicked it back up, so a bunch of people are back into that. These things never go away. No. And- Once you get on the iBank, they bounce back some of the lists that we've done. Oh yeah, definitely. They'll always they'll, they'll always bounce back. It's, yeah. it's there. It's on the internet. There you go. People rediscover. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm trying to put together a list ten ways that Hicks could change his life. Oh. And so far, I've got 197 <laughs> ideas that I've got to make them. Wow, I didn't know. So got to bring them wrong. all the way down to ten. Uh, the Stephen Dorff interview is also posted up there, and there's also a great documentary short called This Is My Home uh, that you've got to watch Hicks. It's about a guy uh, downtown. He lives in the East Village and he just lets people come into his home and look around at all the shit that he collected. And he just has a bunch of cool shit? It's just A lot of people think it's a store. It's not. It's just weird shit that he's bought uh, over the last couple of... Uh, well, over his lifetime. But it's just one of those small documentaries that is just like amazing. That's awesome. Uh, Kyle's here, who is a guy who's going to do the DMT show with us. You came in to see the Unmasked today. Thanks a lot for yeah, doing that. Thank, thank you for having me. And I, um, I hope you don't mind that I brought up that you do DMT during the Unmasked. No, my name but, is definitely not Kyle either. Oh, well, that's so, perfect. Yeah. None of us are using our real names. You can ask Fez. <laughs> um, how many times have you done DMT? Probably around 150, give uh, or take. To the people that don't understand the drug... Tell us how it's different than other drugs. Tell us what happens. Um, it's it's almost it's almost a, a trip on hyperdrive. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's you uh, you smoke it. Um, typically, you can inject it, and uh, it basically it's going to give you about a ten minute um, experience where you're going to leave your body. You're going to see all sorts of geometric patterns. Uh, sometimes you'll hear voices or almost hear thoughts. Like it feels like a like telepathy almost mm-hmm. and uh but within 10 15 minutes you're usually coming back to normal and then it's more like a like a mushroom trip where it's like a kind of mild how long does that last uh, about a half hour you're back to complete you know half hour to an hour you're you're back to totally you know baseline all right so it's about 10 minutes of peaking and then 10 minutes of being what a mushroom trip is like and then boom so i, I always thought that it was a matter of going up and down real fast, but it's not. It, I mean, it, it, the other thing is that the ten minutes does not usually feel like ten minutes. I mean, the ten minutes sometimes feels like hours. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it, you, you know, and half the time you get so immersed into this this world of colors and patterns and um, and ideas that you don't even. I guess you you don't even realize that you're in the middle of it, and then as it starts to wear off, you you think, oh, this isn't normal. Like this is not. This is not real life, you know, and you start to remember, like, yeah, I have hands. I can use my hands, oh, you yeah. know, and you just complete disconnect from your body. Uh, so you're not even you when you're out there. Well, you're, it, it almost, well, they, they compare it to ego death, and they call it it's about, you know, separating your, your mind and your body. So it feels like you leave your body, and you're just pure consciousness. Well, one of the reasons why I gained interest in this is looking to help Fez with his fear thing. Um, specifically fear of death, 
and of course fear of life, well, which is really what fear of death is. And there's been some uh, interesting uh, psilocybin studies mm -hmm. that uh, showed a lot of people. Um, I think they they tested primarily like uh, people who were terminally ill, mm -hmm. and uh, most of them reported six months after just from one experience that they felt positive effects. They still they ranked it as the top five most important things they ever did. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it was truly life-changing in just one experience and you know in a clinical setting um you know how's the heart fez is it well i mean it's all stented up but it's yeah. i mean it's fine last time i got checked out it's all stented out but the biggest thing to worry about is um it, it will raise your blood pressure like in in the studies they did they didn't do a lot of studies on it but in the studies they this doctor did in the early 90s he um you know, they, they, uh, the one thing they kind of ruled people out for was if they had high blood pressure issues. Because a lot of psychedelics will raise your blood pressure. And, uh, you know, that can get risky. Let me just say this. Jerry, Fez, DMT partners, do you... See, it makes no sense to even have a DMT partner right here. You're going to just go off you, by you yourself anyway. You won't even know. I mean, yeah. although I will say that, and I don't know why it is, but when I've done it in group sessions, it's been the the best experiences because the collective all, consciousness maybe maybe i mean and yeah. that's the shame of it is that because it's illegal it's incredibly hard to do research on in this country mm -hmm. and uh you know it, it really is i mean i i went into it i never drank i still haven't drank i never smoked pot before i did it never did any other drugs this was the first drug experience i ever had see that's uh totally shocking because, and I was, I was 24 yeah uh most people of course were, would get to the point of dmt because they've tried everything yeah. else but you came in fresh-faced not even drinking nope not even smoking pot yeah i skipped a couple steps yeah yeah uh but now you're not even interested in other drugs right you're not still not still you don't not. like the idea of getting high you do this for almost a spiritual thing or an it, intellectual well yeah i mean i i went into it very skeptical i went mm. into it um you know i i would have called myself an atheist and i have to say i'm agnostic now because i i mean as as fantastic as the things that happen while you're on it are mm -hmm. um you know, you you don't have to take my word for it. I I can tell you all these amazing things I've seen and experienced, but you can sit down and with, after a minute of smoking it, you will experience the same thing because the experience is universal. Well, give me one thing, one experience people would have, and I'm I want to do a full show oh, uh, yeah, yeah. with you and a couple of other people. I know the Suck Lord is a big big believer in this for. Uh, <laughs> For art purposes, but and I've read quite a bit about it. But give me one thing that everybody does experience that you would consider somewhat spiritual that would connect you to some kind of a God feeling. Well, there, I mean, not only just the idea of separating from your body alone right. and just you know experiencing your consciousness not tied to a body, and you're in this completely, you know, this this world envelops you of these colors, and it almost feels like. Uh, this information is flowing at you at an incredible rate, and uh, you're just trying to process it. It's, it's really fast, but it feels like you're just one with everything. Now, the information that you're trying to process, would you consider this stuff that you've already known or never heard before? No, it's it's it seems like they're trying. It seems like you have access to everything in the universe. You know what I mean? It right. seems like you're you're able to experience anything. It's just 
so much information so fast. And the information hard. is not just like artistic information or creative information. It could be technology. Oh, it feels like could, everything. Yeah. I mean, and that's a lot of visionary painters like uh, Alex Gray. Mm-hmm. He's experimented a lot with it. And um, I mean, it, it. there's nothing like it. You know, there really See, isn't. the thing, and I have this uh, debate all the time with people that are pure atheists because I have such a belief in just the, the the act of creativity and I've had this opportunity to talk with the most creative people uh, of these times so many of them and so few of them really even know where that comes from it, you know where the idea comes from yeah it's my favorite yeah. thing because I know it like every time you you interview a creative person right you're waiting for that moment because they all say it and, yeah and they just can't explain it and it comes from somewhere else and you just tap into it the uh the author of this of the the DMT spirit molecule book who did the studies he likens it to um changing the channel on a receiver like your brain right now is on channel normal right. you experience everything normally under the influence of DMT and also through meditation through you know just relaxing your mind do you, you do any of those type of things do you meditate do you I, fast do you I'd do like any of these yeah. I like well I don't fast I mean, yeah. well, you know but uh I'd like to uh I'd like to get into meditation because I'm curious to see They've done studies if on. If you can um, recall it, they've done studies on psychedelics versus, um, you know, meditation and brain waves and brain states. And there's a lot of similarities to someone who's in a deep uh, meditation and someone who's under the influence of psychedelics. Uh, Hicks, none of that. You'd rather get fucked up. See, that's your big problem <laughs> when it comes to that. You just like the act of being fucked up. Oh, I like. I, I'm incredibly See, serious. I think DMT could change you. Because I think at some point, I'm going to say this, the type of partying that you do, I think is to fight with yourself. (laughs) I think that you set out through your type of mind stuff is just to stop this thing in you that you feel hasn't been served yet. I need to feed the beast. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But I, I really want to smoke some DMT. I would love to. I just haven't got But my hands it wouldn't on matter it. what drug we were talking about. You would say <laughs> you definitely want, want to do it. Also, Oxycontin. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. Now, Jerry, here you are. You're a creative person. You're uh, a fine, fine writer. Would you be open to experimenting? Pro- I, probably not, but I am curious as to the high from it. Have you ta- has you has there been? enhanced performance or effectiveness and creativity when you say all these things come at you have you been able to now apply that in uh when you're off the high it's it's trickier with dmt because it's so fast and it's almost like a dream where when you wake up from a dream you Mm -hmm. kind of recall things and it fades really fast um that's why uh a lot of it it started the the use started in south america where they um they drink it in a tea called ayahuasca Mm -hmm. and that lasts four to six hours so it's this long experience where you go through you know a lot more and it's it slows down a little bit and you can really you know you can really process a little more the the dmt is more of a what the hell just happened to me kind of thing right but i also think Jerry, if I was the guest here, no matter what happens, you still have to have craft. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, for the art and craft have to meet. It's not like you could not be a person who knows how to write or paint, mm-hmm. take DMT, and then suddenly be able to fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need the mm-hmm. skill. You need yeah. the initial skill set for but sure. But could we get Fez 
to, you know, would that help with Fez's fear? DMT might be a little intense for Fezzy, um, but I would certainly... Does it have, like, any, like, residual thing? The only example I can think of is, like, I take Xanax. If I take Xanax, that feels good. But then two days later, I'm, like, crying even harder. Well, the, 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 yeah, this isn't going to down you out. No. You, take, uh -huh. you take Xanax not to feel. Yeah. The point here would be that instead of you masking your fears or pushing your fears down, would be if you really are at one with everything, there is no fear of death because you're everything. But you do a big part of you as you've done everything you can to cut yourself off from you know I mean even going back to that little box that you live in and sealing yourself in every night and, you know and you don't feel think of yourself as part of nature you know that whole way that you feel freaky about fucking camping and mm -hmm. all you know if you start to see yourself your biggest worry is that your finite life you sit around and think about your finite life 24 hours a day. Yeah. You know, you're sure you're going to disappear. I mean, but my uh, one fear about this is when you say you become part of everything, you see me in here and I hold on tight because I feel like the room's going to spin. If I go into this holding on... Uh, see? All right. <laughs> now, not everyone has to hold on because then, right. then it really That's feels happening. <laughs> Feels like it's spinning, and I'm. You're taking DMT right now. We forgot to tell you. It was in the Oreo. <laughs> I want to come back and do the whole show with you. Yeah, absolutely. I want to get how many? We're going to have a bunch of people in to discuss it. Yeah, I find it fascinating. It's awesome. I find it literally like, uh, but you know the the problem is. A lot of people felt this way about, you know, LSD at one time, and that ended up being a dead-end street. Yeah, and got fucking crushed. I also wish I didn't start doing that at 14. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wish I would have had a chance to have a little philosophy before I experimented. But that's, that's one of the big issues in our society is that, you know, like I was saying, they, they take it in South America, and they, you know, they, they have shaman that yeah. have, are, you know, experienced, and they guide you through it. And we don't have that. We just extract it to the most potent form and blast ourselves with it right. with no guide at all. And that's what we really need. I'm trying to think who was talking about uh, shamanism during one of the unrest. Provenza? Yeah, Provenza. He was like, the shamans. And I'm like, yeah, but now we get high and we play PlayStation or we're watching <laughs> fucking movies. Those shamans actually used to... You know, take, you know, do fasting, do, you know, things, and held things as if they were sacred. They just didn't go out to get fucked up the way we do. Woo! Uh, that's the end of this. I want to tell you again, uh, Pittsburgh the right way. Hopefully one day we'll do DMT the right way. <laughs> uh, Jerry Barker, uh, everyone keeps talking about this. The enforcers are up there. Also, people who wipe their ass with their Oscars are still up there. Kyle, his fake name, thank you so much <laughs> Thanks, for uh, coming by today. Thank you for having me. Of course, uh, Girl Hicks and goodbye, Darren. They are the, well, they're the couple that run a face show right That's now. Right. Thank you. They, we moved them further and further away <laughs> as the show went on. They're in reception now. Right? I want to thank Ryden for <laughs> dropping me off some cigars today, too. A very nice cigar day for me. Oh, yeah. First day of Lent that I gave up smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, uh, the important thing is this.
Fez is doing DMT. That's right. And he just doesn't know when it's going to happen. All right. All right. He's going, all right. He's going to do all the drugs. That's right. All of them? All the drugs. At once. Yeah. Um, I'm starting with cookies today. Friday is a big announcement. Perhaps that'll be it. Fez is going to do all the drugs. Uh, do we got anything else we need to plug, Zeets? Uh, no, just uh, stuff over on the iBang. Go just be a part of Pits- the Pittsburgh the right way. You can also just check out the Stephen Dorff interview, all that. Oh, yeah. All right. We said all that. Hicks, you got anything? Rock and yep. roll. We're just rock and roll. Just rock and roll. He just wants to plug rock and roll right now. All right. Uh, see you guys back in here tomorrow for yet another run of Fetish show. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk.